got a fever. And the only prescription is more... This yo, yo. is the Cigar Authority. It's the biggest helicopter leasing event in the Western Hemisphere since 1997. The Authority. Like Kobayashi. On everything cigar. The cigar takes time. Yeah. That's the whole key. And out of the cigar industry. It's in the hole. With your host. Hey, D-Man. David Garofalo. Wait, who are you? Julius Caesar? Who the hell is Julius Caesar? You know I don't follow the NBA. Mr. Jonathan. I know who I am. I'm a dude. The dude disguises another dude. Barry Stump. And Chuck Morrison. 60% of the time, it works every time. It's time to light them up. Screw it, let's let them do it. It's time. That's a win win for me. For the Cigar Authority. I gotta have more. Ah! It's in the hole. Light them up, light them up, light them up, everybody. Saturday, October 8, 2016, broadcasting live from the Flor Dominicana Cigar Studios. Today, back at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire, and today on the show, Meet the Unicorn, cigars that may or may not ever be seen or sold again. Extremely small production cigars made and sold before the FDA regulations. We'll tell you our list as we light five of them up today, and Simon Lund, cigar journalist for Cigar Journal Magazine, is going to join us. That and lots more. Welcome, everybody, to The Cigar Authority. Very exciting show today. You are listening to The Cigar Authority, the only radio show in the U.S. and, yes, the world that is always broadcast on location. And we are the only show that doesn't just allow smoking. We insist, we demand that you light up along with us. You tune in at thecigarauthority.com, where you can watch us live or catch the podcast on demand at any time. Simply find us on iTunes, Podbean, Google Play, or YouTube where you can set it and forget it. It may be Facebook Live, but they're having a little issue with that right now. I mentioned Facebook Live because I saw them touching things over there. There we go. I'm nervous. So Chuck Morrison is uh, doing football. He's with the Patriots in Cleveland today, and it seems like the Facebook Live issue is that the internet connection dropped on the iPad. Oh, sure. There's always something. Live show. Things are going to happen. And you know me. I'm okay with it always. Yeah, you just roll with the punches. Ah, I just you know what it is. You're all geared up to end up doing the show, and then just as it's ready to go, everything falls apart, and here we go. We start off uh, as that ends up happening. So as this is happening, if you see some flashes that are happening here, is embarrassing. Oh, we're up and running. Uh, this is Cigar Journal magazine actually taking pictures and watching this mess. Why? I don't know. And and not like he came from around the corner because he just happened to be here. We're talking Sweden. Yeah, that's quite the trip. Quite the trip for this, for this, but that's what it is. So, uh, Derek Stewart. Yes, sir. We're all set. Everything's up and running? All set, up and running. All right. We're good to go. We're going good. We're recording just in case. Yep. And everything's happening. So, um, what is the unicorn cigar? That's what we're going to do today is unicorn cigars. So, uh, FDA's deeming regulations on cigars says no new cigar brands or sizes of cigars after August 8, 2016. So a big rush came before August 8th with manufacturers sending cigars out to certain retailers. A box of this, a size of that, one box of this, one box of that. Things are in bundles, whatever it is. But get this out on the market. Get it sold. Get it to the retailer. Get it sold. Just so that in case the predicate date changes, which hasn't happened at all, but in case the predicate date changes, they would have something on the market. And some companies went a step further and did, let's say they have a 25-count box. They released a 25-count bundle, a 20-count box, a 20-count bundle, down to 10. 
10 count bundle and now they're completely covered and that's all the same cigar the same size, size the right. same everything just to make sure that they were covered on packaging yes and that would be on existing products Correct. that they have what we're going to go through is products that actually don't even exist these things uh were never seen before a rush you know it's not like i don't think they even geared up for it but they rush to the marketplace with these cigars and um, maybe something they had in their mind that they had a uh, dark cigar, they wanted to go with a Connecticut version of it or whatever it is. But we took a bunch of these and we decided to put them out to the care package listeners so that we could get 500 people to smoke these cigars. Unfortunately, some of these cigars we didn't have 500 of. Correct. They may only have given us four boxes or something. So we had to take this 500 people and split it up between four different brands that we had. So these unicorns are um, really, you know, there's not even 500 of these things. There's a very, very little amount of it. So some of these, on the first set that we're going to go through, we're going to smoke one different cigar from each one. And on the next set, we're going to smoke something that we had 500 of, uh, which particularly is the worst name of cigars ever in history. And we'll, we'll tell you about that when we get to the next hour. But... Um, do these cigars exist? The fact of the matter is we have it, so there's proof that it that exists. But will it ever exist again? Are they interested in even having the cigar out there? They're really hedging their bet is what, what these are. cigars are all about. Well, I think a lot of these cigars, Dave, would, would end up disappearing if the predicate date got moved because then those companies would be able to just exist on stuff that they had on the market from 07 to 2016. Yeah. Some of this, I, I don't know if some of these companies are going to try to pay to push some of this stuff through, or if that's going to even be a possibility. We, don't, we just don't know. Yeah. So these are mythical cigars. These are not Pokemon. These are <laughs> unicorns. And, and this is me making up a, a word for it, but it, it, it's, it's pretty much a, does this cigar really exist even though we have it? Will we ever see it again? And a chance for some of uh, our listeners to uh, try it. So uh, I'll tell you, we've had manufacturers... Uh, send the cigars, and then actually ask them to be put on the shelf and a picture to be taken of it and a picture to be sent to them and then taken off the shelf and put away. All kinds of crazy things because nobody knows exactly what it is. Everyone's looking for the loophole of what it is. So we, we did some of these things with these cigars, and, and then we put them aside, and then we had to pay for them because right. they actually had to have a sale. And then we said, what are we going to do with these things? And believe me, this is not all. We have lots of these things. We certainly we, do. We, we certainly could do another show or two on them, but um, this will be uh, at least the first uh, time we do it. Um, uh, here they are for your own eyes. These ones actually have bands on them. So some of these things had uh, a box of cigars with a name on the box of cigars and just nude cigars, meaning a cigar with no cellophane, no uh, bands on it. These ones, these particular cigars may have, may have boxes. Maybe they were in bundles, but they have cigar bands attached to them so we can see exactly what the name of them. An indication that perhaps these cigars meant to be, were meant to be on the market. Anyways, well, as we see some of them, we're going to end up seeing that um, that they make sense. Some of these things actually make sense. So um, we have four of them. Barry, you want to uh, read out what they are? Sure. We'll start with uh, the Debonair Daybreak, and the Daybreak is a cigar. We know of at least four of that we're lighting up. The cigar features a Connecticut shade wrapper. The company already has a Maduro and the Habano version. So this appears to be the next logical line. It comes to us from Phil Zengi, and it's distributed by Drew Estate. Next up, we have the American, and this cigar comes to us from J.C. Newman's fourth-generation cigar company. 
a subsidiary of J.C. Newman that will feature boutique cigars such as this. It features an all-American blend with a Florida sun-grown wrapper, Connecticut uh, broadleaf binder grown by seven-generation farmer John Foster, with fillers from Pennsylvania and Connecticut. It is the only cigar on our list with specifics, such as only 25,000 cigars will be produced, and it will have a retail of 16 to $18 a cigar when and if it is officially released. Next up is the Jose El Piedra, which is a trademark of Padron. The cigar was released back in 2010 to get a trademark on record. Since then, the cigar has laid dormant, and the company considers the brand the ace in their sleeve, according to a 2012 interview. Back then, the company said that there would be a lot more cigars under the Jose El Piedra name, which shares its name with a Cuban line available around the world. It is one of the active Cuban brands not owned by Habanos S.A., Atatis, or General Cigar. And finally, we have the Brickhouse Connecticut. The Brickhouse Connecticut is exactly how it sounds. It is a Connecticut version of the company's popular Brickhouse line. No details to when and if this will be released, but it does feature a Connecticut shade wrapper over Nicaraguan binder and fillers. Okay, so all four of those went to the people in the care package. <clears throat> Not necessarily, each person got one of those four, right. which is exactly what's going to happen here. So we have to decide who wants to smoke which one. I'm, I'm dying to smoke that Brickhouse. All right, Brickhouse. I have never had that, so that's one and done there. I never had it. You've got to tell me how, how that is. Barry, you want to pick? Um, I would like to go with the American. The American, the most expensive one in the bunch, Barry Stein. I'm not a cheap date. Yeah, you are. Okay, Derek, we got a debonair or we got Jose Piedra. I'll take the Jose Piedra. Okay, I'm happy with my uh, last choice, which is what I have left, but it's the debonair. What I'll say about debonair is uh, I love Phil Zangi and uh, beautiful cigars that he makes. They burn well. They taste good, but they're actually too full-bodied for me. So this is actually something, hopefully, that will be perfect for me, something I can smoke Every day. Very small cigar, though, Barry. This is a um, smaller than what you would uh, even be a, like the short story, the Toro Fuente short story. Yeah. Shaped like that, but, but thinner. It's a thin. thin ring perfecto. I would yeah. have to guess that it's a 46. If that. It's very yeah, maybe small. maybe at the base. Very small, and it's got a second band on, under the debonair band saying Daybreak. It, is that on? He has a Daybreak on, in Maduro on this, right? There's a one called Brazil. Okay. And we'll assume that it has a Brazilian wrapper. Yeah. I don't know if he has made a shade wrapper for all his line, but the one we received is the Daybreak, and uh, we'll see what that's all about. So uh, let's do it, right? Let's give it a cut and light and see what it's all about. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting is brought to you by our friends at Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand, while all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. Okay. Mine had a, uh, a footband on it, and I believe that it came in uh, cellophane because the footband was glued to the wrapper a little bit. I got a little ding on the bottom of mine. Well, this is a Perfecto that has a little point on, on the end and Perfecto down the other end. You'd think I can't get a draw out of this. That's what I would think. I can get a draw. Yeah? 
so it's good. But it's are we talking like a draw, like a straw? Not like you draw, like a straw. There's a pull to it, but not, not bad. Not milkshake. It's not like I'm going to have a problem. Like a milkshake, a little, okay. little, little, little snug. Well, today we're going to be lighting our unicorns with the Vertigo Renegade. The Renegade features four jets. Count them, four jets. It does have the patented Vertigo big-ass tank, and as some of their inexpensive lighters do, it, the added value is a flip-out bullet punch just so you have a cutter in a pinch. This retails for $14.99 is the Vertigo Renegade. A lot of money for $14.95. Full metal jackets. A lot of, nice. lot of lighter. A lot of, a lot lighter. of lighter. Lighter. What did I say? A lot of money. A lot of money. <laughs> a lot of money for a... A lot of something. Oh, that's a great little lighter. All I can say is I am glad you did not pick the American. It is strong. I had it. I've actually smoked that. Um, at the IPCPR trade show, at the Diamond Crown dinner, they uh, gifted me one of them there. They wanted me to smoke it right there and then. It was wet. It was really, really fresh. And... Uh, I never reviewed it or anything like that because it really wasn't ready to smoke. Now you got a f few months anyway, right? That was um, July? Uh, yeah, end yeah. of July, I think. Yeah, so you got at least a couple months mm -hmm. on it. A lot of flavor. Hopefully it'll perform better for you, but it, it was full body, <coughs> as I recall. Yeah. Definitely getting a kick in the nads with this. You have an all-American tobacco cigar. Mm-hmm. It is going to be expensive because you're talking about American labor all the way through. Right. Yeah. And it's going mm -hmm. to be made in America, right? Yep. They're going to hand make that cigar in at the J Yep, at the J.C. Newman factory in Ybor City. Yeah. And it's the second cigar that I've smoked with a Florida sun-grown wrapper. And I'm only a quarter of an inch in, but I could say I definitely like this experience better. How about you, Mr. J? Well, Brickhouse to me has always been a cross between a little bit of spice and a little bit of vanilla. And I'm picking up the spice and the vanilla. This is noticeably a drier smoke, which is indicative of that Connecticut shade wrapper. Yep. Other than that, I mean, it, it, it tastes like it's going to be a milder Brickhouse. So I'm but, but, but does it have that Brickhouse taste? It has that yeah. Brickhouse spicy vanilla thing going on. Okay, so I am smoking the debonair. This is uh, the, the shade version of a debonair. Debonair is a meaty, fatty type of flavor to it. This is not. This is that dryness that you mentioned. It's Connecticut shade. Uh, I don't detect the debonair to it at all yet. That's, that's good news for you. Not that debonair is bad. I no, it's, it's, it's not bad at yeah. all. Listen, it's terrible to say. People but. that like uh, something like an Opus X, where you can't get it all the time, you can get that similar smoking experience with debonair for less money. Yeah. What do you Probably think, you Derek? Derek? This right now is, it, it has a lot of pepper. That's the first thing I noticed. There's a lot of pepper, black pepper through the nose, on the back of the palate. Uh, it's smooth, aged. Uh, it it kind of tastes like... Don't get and, nervous. He's taking yeah. that picture right now. <laughs> yeah, right I know. In, in my face with the camera. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, hey, no what was I going to say? What was I going to say? Uh, no, but um, it, it kind of reminds me of a, a very aged Padron. It like, has a Padron yeah, flavor kinda, to it. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it has a similar kind of almost pressed feel, like the, the Thousand series from Padron. Oh, okay. So maybe that's where I'm getting that from. But, uh, yeah, it's nice. It's smooth, peppery. Digging it. You know, they have sent me uh, Jose Piedra over the years. So this has been marketed for a long, long period. Yep. 
Um, maybe once every couple of years or something, I'll get 10, 10 bundles or 10 boxes. I've got it both different ways and bundles and boxes of it. And I'm like, my God, they own that trademark name. Why don't they put this thing out? I think they have enough years on that. They may. I mean, that's been going on for a long period of time. So we may end up seeing that now. I don't know how many different sizes and how many different blends and things they put out to different people. That is the one and only we have for there. I mean, it wasn't enough to go around. That's it. So um, any, any chance that that is a Padron with a Jose Piedra band on it? <laughs> it, it? It could be. It, this one has a little bit more strength to it than that. Yeah? Yeah, this one's got a little bit of kick behind the smoke. Uh, but I am liking it. It does have that broadleaf kind of sweetness to it, too, so it balances it out a bit. Yeah, it's, it's not nice. that box press like the 64 series. Or the yeah, very, very slightly yeah. pressed. Soft, soft yeah. press. <coughs> soft press, From the yeah. box itself. Okay. So uh, we'll see how these things uh, burn and how they smoke. You know, what I expected to have with these type of cigars is they were rushed. So um, to, to smoke them as soon as we got them in would have been a big mistake. So we wait a few months and uh, let them go through their sick period if right. there is one. Absolutely. So we have a lot of people that have uh, different brands that they did this to, unicorns. Uh, and one is, uh, I believe, Drew Estates coming out with, you know, Drew Estates is known for the Nicaraguan tobacco, and, and they're very proud of the Nicaraguan. This is where they were born, and this is how uh, their brand is. But actually, a Dominican Drew Estate, is that right, Barry? That is correct. That really? is one of their predicate date release, not predicate date, but pre-August 8th release. Yeah, so Dominican versions of Drew Estate products. Um, Which is interesting because I believe they now have the distribution of Debonair. Yes, they do. Could that be ah. a future conspiracy right there? There we go. They, they need Phil Zangi with his experience of Dominican tobacco. So making... Um, and he also has a history of flavors. But there's never been a brand called Drew Estate also. Drew Estate is the factory, but there's never been a brand until right. now, or never. Right. You know, uh, the brand is Drew Dominicana. Yeah. Wow. So interesting. They also have a Liga Pavada Number Nine Pork Belly. Yep, which oh. is actually a release for I believe a shop in Illinois. Okay. Is that a belly meaning bellicoso or pork belly? Like I the think pork it's belly? a it's a short fat bellicoso. Yep. Okay. And it's a play on the meat pork belly. Sure we go. And uh, Liga Pavada Anniversario, I'm hearing that a Liga Pavada, um, 10th anniversary, 20th anniversary, yeah. 25th, 50th, 100th. Yep. All these different things yep. coming out. Uh, tapas fritas. They had papa fritas, yep. but a, pa a tapas fritas. What does that mean? Tapas fritas. Tapas is like one of those small little meals that are popular in Spain. Oh, not popular with me at all. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. Just saying. He calls That's those why I don't snacks. even know what that means. Yes, we call that a snack. Um, so a snack fritus. Mantile. Matilde. Matilde. Oh, Matilde. Okay, Matilde. Which is Jose Sejas. Okay, and that's Serena. Is, is that anything to do with the brand Serena? No, but there's a potential lawsuit there. Okay, so that may <laughs> never go anywhere anyway. Uh, Avo Synchro South America. Yeah, I did see that mm -hmm. popping up on social media. That, yeah. that looks like an interesting one. So, yeah, their plan, there's no doubt that we, we, we see um, the Avo Nicaraguan and they were going to go country to country or something, so they have a South American version um, out there somewhere. Mm -hmm. uh, nobody has, let me know if you, anybody has seen these or smoked these things, mm -hmm. but they're out there somewhere. Alito Gomez Diaz Americano. Diaz. Tank. Diaz. 
Oh, ten? Yeah, Diaz. Is, is Diaz means ten in Spanish. Is that one of his names, or it just means ten? So well, ten. he has the Diaz brand, but I think this is going to have some kind of American tobacco in it. Okay, much like what you're smoking, right? So, yes. Um, Fratello Firecracker. Smoked it. Yeah, it smoked that, too. <laughs> <laughs> smoked that so that is, that is coming, uh, more than coming. I mean, we have, have some, and it's resting and uh, uh, ready to go in uh, late June. Late mm-hmm. June or something, release on that. A.J. Fernandez with a lot of stuff. The San Latino 54, Spanish Press, Free World, Diaz de Gloria. Uh, I don't know anything about any of those, Neither but he, he's banging a whole bunch of them out. Uh, also doing uh, a collaboration with somebody, right? Is he doing something with, with uh, General Cigar? Yes, he has. That cigar is out. It's already out. Um, Alec Bradley, Magic Toast. Yeah. Is that going to be a flavored one? No, it's actually a cigar that they, a regular release cigar, and it just started showing up in some shops as gotcha. well. And, and doesn't acid have a toast? Yes, they, they do. do. So possible problem there. Yeah. Ernesto Padilla and Sean Williams Doctorin. Uh, start to show up. I believe really? the cigar is made it tight into bronze in Miami. All right. Illusion uh, with a couple of them. The Halt mm. 10 mm. in the R Gigantic Connecticut. So here it is putting a Connecticut version to mm. his uh, his Gigantic series, right? It's, it's still amazing to me that people come out with the Sun Grown first, they come out with the Maduro first, and they come out with the Connecticut last. And it outsells them all put together. And then they end up saying the Connecticut sells out. Well, why wouldn't you do it first? Because I believe that the, um, the buzz is usually on the full-bodied cigar. So they'll get the media buzz. If they got popularity with that, then they'll end up cashing in with the Connecticut. And that's why you see a Debonair Connecticut. That's why you see a Brickhouse Connecticut. They're rushing, to, they're rushing because they should have did this a while ago. I agree. But uh, they're playing the game. They're all playing the same game. Uh, Recluse, OTG Connecticut. Here it is. Uh, Dominican Puro. Um, they have a whole bunch of them. Uh, the Amadeus Corojo Reserva. Los Cabos. That is, uh, who is that? Los Cabos is a, is a place. Well, you got Cabo Wabo. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't know if that has to do with Recluse or not. OTG Habano. Senorial Connecticut. Which is uh, our friend Jose Blanco. Yes. So um, exactly the same way. Mm-hmm. He came out with all the, the Doc, the Maduro, mm-hmm. uh, Habano. Yeah. And then he, here it is. He should have came out with this before. Here comes the Connecticut. Is it because they don't smoke Connecticut? Yeah. You'll, you'll hear them that I don't really care for Connecticut. But at the end of the day, they, they want to be in a business. I think it's because it's harder to blend a good Connecticut. You can hide a lot of imperfections in a Maduro cigar that you can't hide in a Connecticut. That's true. It's true. But usually they don't like their own Connecticut. They're not into Connecticut cigars, but two kinds of cigars in this world, my friends. Those that sell and those that don't. So, uh, uh, Freyes Maduro? Freyes? Freyer is Jose Blanco's wife. Oh, okay. That's right. A Maduro and a number 12. Right. And Alec Bradley uh, Project 50 and an Alec... Bradley Pedro Pan. Pedro Pan, whatever that means. Okay. Okay, there's the sound. The sound ding, ding, ding is the matchup. It's a matchup of the week brought to you by VS. VS means versus, but stands for Victor Sinclair Cigars. So uh, we we showed this last week for the first time. We're going to tell you a little matchup between two people, possibly, or whatever it could be. And we just uh, quickly decide uh, which one would win this matchup. And today's matchup is Kim Kardashian versus Nicki Minaj. 
and the battle is, of the butts. And this is, <laughs> and this is in a Jello wrestling match. In a Jello wow. wrestling match. I would be the okay. first one to tap does, out. Uh, I'm done. <laughs> does Kardashian get to wear her stolen jewelry? She could just get it from Kanye, so it's all right. There we go. I, I, I don't know anything besides uh, this is all it says here. Um, I know. Uh, Isn't Nicki Minaj kind of big? Yeah, she's from a, the waist down. Yeah, yeah, they both have. No, I mean tall. Like she's a. I, I think they might be similar. She, I, she might short. be short. Yep. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm gonna going. go. Uh, I, Nicki Minaj is has a talent. She's a singer. She yeah. has a talent, as well, opposed a, to a somebody being famous to be famous. She's one of the new school rappers. I don't know if that's considered talent or not, but. She has a lot of songs, and she has a lot of everybody jumping in, and they, they have their thoughts mm-hmm. of who this is. This is interesting with, with the studio mm-hmm. audience here that are interested in who would end up winning this. Remember, it's a Jello wrestling match. I'm, I'm with you. Which one weighs more, right? Mm-hmm. Which one is going to be the tougher yeah. of the two? Uh, which one has some sort of talent? That's why I'm going to go with Nicki Minaj, because I don't think uh, Kim Kardashian has any talent per se. Per se. Okay. I'm going to go Nicki Minaj because I think, given the information that I've done quickly here with my survey group, uh, <laughs> that she is shorter, lower to the ground, and that's what's going to win in a Jello wrestling match. Do they still do Jello wrestling matches, by the way? They should. Yeah. I think they're oh, yeah. they should. considered uh, sexist under the new uh, under the uh, guidelines mm-hmm. of uh, PC. Yeah. I think the winner is all of us. Yeah. The, yeah. the viewers. <laughs> the viewers. The viewers would be a winner. Yeah. I'm going to go with Nicki Minaj because she is. Because you she, listen to her music. Well, I have before. Wow. And if you, and it, look, if you've ever watched the music video Anaconda, she looks like she could kick some ass. Okay. Really, really does. So I think. And uh, she grew up on the street, so I'm yeah. sure she knows oh, some dirty moves. There we yep. go. That's and she, she just looks angry. Yep. She's yeah. angry. I so, feel like Kim would be worried about her nails. I'd be watching that and telling Heidi, oh, I'm answering an email. There we go. Yep. <laughs> All right, so the winner, Nicki Minaj. That's what it is. Nicki Minaj wins the matchup of this week. So uh, let's uh, let's see how much time we have here. Okay, let let let's go to uh, our thoughts. Let's give our thoughts right now on the cigars we're smoking. So uh, what do you think, Barry? I would buy this all day, every day. Yeah, yeah for I'm, that kind of money. How yeah. much you say? Thirteen dollars. Sixteen to eighteen dollars. Sixteen to eighteen dollars. Yeah. Buy it every day. I'll oh. need a raise, but <laughs> I would buy it every day, all day. <laughs> There's a lot of flavor. There's a nice amount of strength. Very different, though. It's yeah. a different flavor than ever yeah. because you, you, you have a blend that has never been done before. There's yeah. no doubt about and it. And I think it sums us up. It's a little bit rough around the edges, a lot of complexity to it, just like Americans. Yeah. What do you think? I, I like this. It's certainly smoothed out since, uh, since I lit it. Uh, and I'd, I'd definitely buy this. I'd smoke this again. This um, I think it'd be like an everyday, you know, if you're into the kind of uh, rich Maduro, peppery type of flavor then this would be right up your alley. All right. And, and, and how's, you, how's your cigars burning, both of you? Perfect. Burning good? Yeah. So yeah. it's like it's got some age to the tobacco, and yeah. now that it's settled down a little bit, because Barry, I smoked that, was burning terrible. Yeah, they, and now were, rolled, it's settled they down. were rolled days before. No, yeah. I had a little bit of a teardrop when I first lit it, but other than that, it's been straight and an ultra-thin burn line. Yeah. How about you, Mr. J? I'll tell you, Brick House sometimes can be a little strong for me by the time I get to the band. So far, this is presenting with Zero strength. Very mild in strength, but as far as flavor, it is absolutely a flavor bomb. Very much like Brickhouse, so I would say this is a Brickhouse light. Okay. That's something I'd be interested in trying, too. Me, too. Yeah. That could be the sponsor of Nicki Minaj and Kim Kardashian. Brought to you by the lighter of the two Brickhouse. There we go. Because they're both built like a... 
Brick House. Brick House. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. I think we might have a new avatar here. <laughs> Bill. Um, Debonair. I'm smoking the Debonair Connecticut. Is it, is it called the Connecticut? That one is called the Daybreak. Is the size? It's actually the the way we have it up on, which we'll get to later. Okay. Is the Daybreak. Okay. Is the is the blend? Is the Daybreak blend right. is Debonair really? Right. Okay. It's the so, cigar to start your day with. It is not as strong and light as it looks. There's a lot going on here. There's a lot of flavor. The, I would swear it, it was a Nicaraguan Puro. Really? Wow. Because there's that much pepper going on in the, in the flavor of the cigar. Very surprising. It is not light at all. I was, oh, my God, here, this might be the light version for me. Um, but it's not that meaty, um, gritty type of um, regular debonair of fatty, meaty type of thing. But uh, a pepper bomb. Okay. For this small, but uh, not overpowering. I'm good with it. It's okay. Uh, but we'll see how it still goes. I'm, I'm about a half hour or close to a half hour into this little cigar. It's burning very, very slow. Much like the uh, Toro Fuente short story. It's amazing how long that cigar takes, it takes to smoke. And this is amazing to me. We're going to take a break right now. When we come back, we're going to tell you about some more unicorns. And Seaman Lund, he's a journalist for Cigar Journal Magazine, is going to join with us. We're going to go over uh, some cigar news, and uh, in the next hour, we're going to light up another unicorn along with the listeners who have uh, the care package. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. Perfecting a seed for over 40 years takes skill. And again, so does growing the perfect beard. Take it from Matt Booth, member of Camacho's Board of the Bold and the owner of the infamous Room 101 brand. The Camacho Corojo is hand-built from authentic Corojo seeds, built for the expert palate and fine-tuned for maximum flavor impact, consistency, and quality. There was a time when cigars were the hallmark of elegance and success. In this time gone by, the aficionado would revel in opening a beautiful box, only to find their favorite celebratory smoke emblazoned with a heritage-laden band. It's time to put the bundle down and travel back to this golden age. For your voyage, may we humbly suggest the only cigar worthy of being packaged in a handmade marble box. Berlin Wall Series from Hammer & Sickle. Live well. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or diamond crown lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co., or visit diamondcrown.com. I want to talk to you today about my friend Glenn Case from Christoph Cigars. I've known him for many years. Glenn is a very nice guy, one of the nicest guys in the industry. Always friendly, always happy. 
So when I heard his brand Kristoff was pissed off, I was surprised. Kristoff cigars have always been known as smooth and rich, and the pissed off Kristoff is just that. But there's something else happening here. A natural San Andreas wrapper, the binder, Indonesian, and the filler, Nicaraguan. And like Glenn Case, the cigar starts off sweet, but then it gets pissed off. And like Bruce Banner, you don't want to piss off Glenn Case about Kristoff cigars. Or do you? Expect some spins and a nicotine kick. Strap yourself in for a ride. Pissed off Kristoff is deceivingly strong. You've been warned. Sold in 10-count boxes. Four sizes, including Churchill, 6x60, Robusto, and Corona Gorda. The hottest new brand is the Pissed Off Kristoff. Take it for a ride. Since 1964, Padron Cigars have had the same mission. With over 50 years spent to create a perfect cigar, and more than 100 years to create a perfect legacy, the Padron family understands the significance of time. Padron delivers only the finest handmade complex cigars with the flavor of the Cuban heritage, out of which the Padron recipe was born. The Padron mission is simple, exceptional quality of their cigars and not the quantity produced. As a vertically integrated family-owned company, personal attention to every detail is taken in all steps of the tobacco growing and cigar making process. Padron Cigars, they give you, the cigar smoker, the confidence that each cigar is the same. Perfect. Padron Cigars, handcrafted since 1964. And we are back live from the La Florida Dominicana Cigar Studios. You're listening to the Cigar Authority. Did I mention the 2016 Ambassadors of Cigars, according to Cigar Journal Magazine? They got it right. They absolutely got it right. It's a weekly podcast now over six years running about the cigars and the nonsense surrounding them. The FDA says no new cigars after August 8th. So we thought we'd look into small productions that were created just in time. We're smoking five of them today, and we're going to tell you as we go through a list of other ones that we didn't get to. Uh, with us today is all the way from Sweden, and uh, he is a, a cigar journalist for Cigar Journal Magazine. How perfect is that? Seaman Lund. How did I uh, butcher your name? Did I do okay? Uh, fairly, uh, fairly okay, yeah. Fairly yeah, okay? Yeah, it was all right. So... Uh, uh, you came up to actually interview us and see what this show is, uh, share with us how disappointed you are of what you saw so far, <laughs> yep. but we're just waiting until the magazine comes out. Yeah, you, you'll notice. You'll yeah, notice. you'll notice. <laughs> so when you guys are sitting in the office in, in Sweden, it, did you have straws and did you draw the short one? Like, yeah. Who's going to interview these guys? Uh, Not the guy uh, I guess, in I Florida, guess I but send the guy from, from Sweden all the way. Yeah, it's something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not even in the office. The office is in Austria. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, so I was sitting up there unbeknownst to anything and just, Here yeah, you have to go. Send him. There we go. Okay, I'll right. quit my job and I'll go. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, how long have you been with Cigar Journal? Since uh, regularly since 2013, I guess. Okay, mm-hmm. and uh, going through, you know, I read all the um, stories that are inside, but really don't pay attention who the author is, and it's probably terrible of me. I don't know if people no- normally do that and stuff, but. You write a lot of these things. I mean, you, they can put your name on the front cover over here. You're getting a lot of play. I've done some trips in the last two years that, uh, that have resulted in a, yeah, a bunch of articles. Yeah. Yeah. How uh, does that work as far as do you sometimes come up with a story idea and then go out and 
and kind of write it and pitch it? Or do they say, okay, we need you to go to Nicaragua and interview George Padron? It's a, it's, a, it's a mix, I guess. Okay. Uh, normally, I, I talk to Reinhold, uh, the editor and owner of the magazine, and we sort of figure out where he wants a couple of articles from, maybe. Like if, if he lacks some from Nicaragua or from Dominican or whatever. And then he'll give me some, some uh, articles to make, and then, uh, and then I'll, uh, I might come up with some, and then he'll come up with more, and, and so on. And then it could be to go to just Nicaragua or go to Mexico, Nicaragua, and Dominican or just something like that. Or just, so you, just, so you know, <laughs> just so you know, your boss is listening on Facebook Live. Oh, really? <laughs> so Reinhold is watching right Reinhold. now. Reinhold. No pressure. Hello, Reinhold. No, pressure. <laughs> no so uh, you, you interviewed me and, and Barry last night, and you, you got the rest of the guys, including Chuck, who came in this morning to, to meet with you. Uh, it's, it's an honor to be interviewed anyway. But there's a little nervousness, too, for us uh, getting interviewed. Let me ask you now. You're on the program, and we have a live audience that's here. A little, little nervousness to you, uh, you know, out of the box. Uh, I have an unprecedented <coughs> self-confidence. Okay, yes. beautiful. So nice. Absolutely no, 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 no sign of, of, of nervousness. <laughs> <laughs> so in the magazine last night, David and I found out you happened to write our, one of our favorite articles. You do the day in the life stories. That I do, yeah. With all the things. Is there one that stands out to you that was your favorite? <clears throat> um, well... I guess I, I did do one in Cuba uh, with, a, uh, with a tobacco farmer that had worked in tobacco since he was seven years old. And he wow. was now 75, I think. Wow. Wow. And uh, hearing his story was, was very interesting. It, it is the best part of it. The cigar rollers and the tobacco people and um, their life of people I have bumped into over the years uh, – and saw, but never knew their story. And then reading their story, it'll be a whole different thing. I, I'm not bilingual. I'm not able to speak their language, so I don't know. But now I'll be looking at them differently. If yeah. I, I know their story, the husband and wife, and yeah, yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. How many language do you, languages do you speak? Three: Swedish, English, English obviously, and Spanish. And Spanish. No kidding. Yeah. So, do you write the? Because uh, some of the magazines that come in are in Spanish, half Spanish, half English. Do you write in Spanish as well? No. No, I'm not that good yet. Okay. I can I can do the interviews and uh, then I have them transcribed by a by a guy in uh, Bolivia that I know actually, and I know I, I I understand most of it, but it's always the details and everything. Sure. But with the Cuban guy, actually, it was the first time that I, I didn't I didn't understand much what he said, and then when I got the transcription, I still didn't understand. <laughs> oh my God! Well, some yeah, things yeah, just yeah. don't <laughs> don't. It was it was fairly weird. Well, the dialect is so much different. There's yeah. words in Cuba, Cuban words that don't exist in any other Spanish-speaking yeah. country. And then imagine a guy who's lived on the, on the, uh, in the countryside in Pinar del Rio for his entire life. And I don't know if he's ever been to Havana, you know. Yeah, German, not at all. No, I can. It's it's uh, close to Swedish. It's the same uh, language family, so oh. I can understand and I can say a few words. I can sort of guess my way. Okay. It's like us talking because to people from Texas. It's bilingual and, and, and German, also, <laughs> no. right? But absolutely. No, no offense to anyone in Texas. Well, we're saying <laughs> European countries are like the United States. That you know, it's it's not that far to the next country, and then everything changes when you go over the line of of, of that. Of the language, so yeah, we have, have we have a customer over in Seabrook, uh, Nikki Wildeman, actually, who speaks, I believe, five languages, and he's from um, place where all the windmills are. 
Holland. Well, Holland. Yes, yeah, that's the one. There we go. That's the one. He speaks Dutch, yep. German, Dutch, German. Just, just say Swedish. Europe. Like, Europe. like Americans yeah. do, just say Europe. Europe. It's, it's, a yep. whole, it's just one country. Yep. 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 So in addition to cigars, you also write for a heavy metal magazine. I do. Yeah. Which do you prefer? I, I can't say that I prefer it. It's uh, the both. It's, it gives me um, uh, just diversity in, in what I do. And uh, to go from, I interviewed a singer of a thrash metal band the other day and mm-hmm. to talk to him about his life and, and, um, and metal and then come here and talk cigars is just it's great. I mean, it really mm-hmm. is. It, it has to be similar because you're telling someone's story. Yeah, exactly. So it doesn't matter what their background is. You have mastered the art of taking all the information that we give you as interviewers, interviewees and funneling that down into uh, you know, a quick three-page story. Exactly. And, uh, and these are both subcultures. So there are a lot of similarities. It's just different ways of expression. Yeah. Now, uh, I don't know. I expected someone different. Uh, cigar journals come in, sophisticated magazine, high gloss. <laughs> <laughs> you come walking Watch in the door. It. What are you talking can about? I, I, yeah. <laughs> All the way down to his uh, lower back is dreadlocks. It's now, been going on for how many years? 13. 13 wow. years. Commitment. Commitment. Yeah. Commitment. Dreadlocks are a sign. There are some women that will only date men with dreadlocks because Where are they? It, <laughs> is, it is a sign of, uh, my friend Rachel's one of them. It, is, right. it is a sign of patience and it, it is a sign of perseverance and it's a sign of being able to uh, set goals and meet those goals. And although it looks like it's easy, it's not easy. As I no, understand it, I've never had dreadlocks. I've been bald the, my entire the, life. The, the, what's the beginning process of it? If I wanted to start doing it today. Okay. <laughs> Next question. Yeah, we <laughs> We're going to have to have Barry Photoshop a picture a day with dreadlocks oh just goodness. to see how it'll come out. No, no that'll happen this week. <laughs> I've, I've posed many a times with, like, with my back. I could pose with my back to your back, and then you can have the yeah. uh, then coming oh. over. Well, you're a photographer, too, so yeah. you, you can do that. that. Do you do any, anything like that besides taking the picture? Do you go in and edit the picture and make it look nicer? Just easy, easy sort of Photoshopping. Just right. to, just so making me look thin is not an option. There's a guy on the internet that does that, doesn't he? Well, I'll find him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Because you did take some pictures here. If you can do a little something, you know, my mother reads this magazine, you know, clean me up a little and uh, make us look nice. Oh, the, the picture is going to be the least of our problems with this article. Really? So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. We have some winners. I, I hope it's true what they say, uh, any kind of press is good press. So we'll, we'll, we'll take us on there. <coughs> Tell us about the uh, National Junk Food Day in Sweden. Yes. Oh, the, the one before Lent? Yes. Is that what it is? Yeah, well, it's not junk food day. It's, it's called Fettistag. And um, it's the day before, what, well, when it used to be, when we used to have fast. And yeah. That's the day before. And then you can eat whatever you want. And then we have a certain pastry called semla that, I, that you, uh, well, I, now it's sold, I mean, three months of the year or something like that. Yeah. So we have Fat Tuesday. It's basically yeah, but that's what it Tuesday. means. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, fat is fat. Okay, yeah. beautiful. So just say it. If that's what it is, it's fat. <laughs> then you know what it is. There we right. go. It's kind of like El Jefe all over again. Yes, right. <laughs> I always thought they were saying that I was fat, and it means boss, but I never knew that. Um, so uh, you've been everywhere. You, you, you've gone oh, to yeah. uh, Cuba, Nicaragua, Honduras, Dominican Republic, U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, and, where do you, and where do you live? Sweden. Sweden. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you've lived in Nicaragua for a while. Uh, yeah, a couple of months. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So what do you think? Of Nicaragua? Yeah, of, uh, of, of all those places. Where's, where's is there a place the you wouldn't want to go back to if you didn't have to? Oh, shit. Um, oh, sorry. Can I say <laughs> that? <laughs> no, you can't. But no. that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> 
There we go. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Is that the five-second Oscar yeah. speech yeah. thing yeah. going? Yeah. Most <laughs> professional shows have a seven-second yeah. dump. We have a seven-second delay between okay. the actual swear and the beat <laughs> to really let everybody yeah. know what happened. Yep. Hello, I'm Michael Moore. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what was the question again? I don't even remember. <laughs> oh, if I wanted, somewhere I would not want to go back. Um, no, not really. Every, every country has its own thing. So, I mean, it's, it's interesting to see. Even if it's a bad experience, it's, uh, it's interesting. Yeah. And uh, when you're doing uh, something for a magazine, if, if you decided, okay, I want to go to China to see the Chinese cigars and do that, can, can you, you pitch that and say... It would be a good article, and then they pay you away and everything, and you go wherever it is. Pitch Reinhold, it. Well, yeah, exactly. That he goes to China and sees it because I don't know enough about Chinese cigars. Are they any good? What's the process of it? What do they do? It would be something I would be. It would interesting. be interesting. I would well, be interested. Yeah. In At IPCPR every year, there's a the company, Great Wall, the Great Wall, yeah, and all Chinese grown tobacco and. Yeah, I've seen I've seen a couple pitches. It almost looks like uh, high tech. Uh, laboratory type of thing, white coats that they're wearing, but you don't see people rolling cigars or anything. Maybe it's machinery cigars. I don't know what happens there, but you've got to imagine there's billions of people there. That, they synthesize the plants so that the cigar grows like a fruit. And you really? just pluck it. Good. <laughs> the cigar tree. Good. Yeah, no, I, I'd, I'd go to China, so, so if I... If I uh, if we okay, Reinhold, yeah, there there's go. the pitch right yeah, there. Right there. So were you a fan of cigars before you got into the cigar journaling? No, I wasn't. No? No. Very interesting. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. So uh, you're a writer by trade, and you can write about anything, and you probably ask better questions because you don't know what the answers are instead of us interviewing somebody that we know. We might take it for granted that we know the answer, so yeah, I so ask the question. It, I don't know if they're better, but it's... It could be a different angle, definitely. I, I, I could. I, I mean, no, now I know more about cigars than I did when I started, of course. Sure. But in the beginning, maybe I just asked different questions than, than you would and get a different yeah, angle on the story, I yeah. guess. So uh, I wonder, as years go on, as you grow into a cigar smoker and start knowing more about it, how your articles have changed. You know, do you look back at, like, we tr try not to look back at old shows that we did because <laughs> of how bad it was, but do you look at that and say, wow, I didn't know... What question to ask? I wish I asked this. So I haven't done that, but uh, I'm sure they're different. Yeah, uh, I definitely think because I've, I've hopefully I've, I've evolved as a writer sure. as well. But since most what the, I mostly write about people. Yes, and so I don't think that changes right. really. Uh, no, I like uh, it, and I, I've never seen that before. I think this is you're the first one to do this. And when these came out, and not knowing you or anything, but we would bring it up every time we'd go through the magazine and stuff. Did you read it's the, the one thing that we would all really read from start to finish? Mm -hmm. Like, this is really good. Because we've never seen that before, mm -hmm. actually talking about the person and their life, mm -hmm. as opposed to it's very, very interesting. And I think it's a great part of it. So look at Cigar Journal and see uh, um, um, Simon's articles there when he talks about people. Uh, very, very interesting and not done anywhere else. It's uh, a great, great uh, addition to the magazine. So uh, we're talking about unicorns. So you know in the U.S. this FDA thing that has happened. Can we, can we do one thing before we go on? We can do anything. All right. I thought we'd have a um, <coughs> sort of official, unofficial handing over oh, please. Of, the of the award since you weren't able to be in Dortmund for the ceremony. And you were. And I was, yeah. So, okay. I, so I figured that, uh, um, would, uh, well, I'll, 
by the power vested in me by Reinhold. There we go. To <laughs> totally unbeknownst to himself. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I want to I hand over this award for Thank you. Ambassador, Cigar Ambassador of the Year 2016. It, it, mean, it means a lot to all of us, and Chuck's not with us, does. but it means a lot to Chuck, too. Uh, thank you for that. It's uh, an honor to be recognized, mm -hmm. actually, by, you know, we're barely journalists, but uh, <laughs> we're, we're in the kind of the same trade. They put oh. quotes around it, when, or an asterisk. Yeah. You know? <laughs> That's right. You're a journalist, and there's yeah. an asterisk yeah. there. Yeah. Not, not but, really. But, but it is an honor uh, for somebody that um, writes legitimate articles and stuff, and we're, we're talking about it, and Barry actually writes some. We write a little, little bit things, but we're recognized of it, and it's important to us uh, to receive that. So thank you once again. And, and thank you. Uh, we, we got it up here. Nick Perdomo uh, from Perdomo Cigars was there, and he actually brought it back to us uh, and handed it to us at our anniversary party uh, a few weeks ago and actually got up and said something nice uh, also. So thank you for that. Um, so Unicorn Cigars is because FDA said that we can't come out with a new product in the U.S. These manufacturers can't come out with a new product after August um, 8th, 8th yeah, of this year. And the, I believe that these manufacturers are going to continue to make new products, but they'll just go to Europe. So you were at the Dortmund show. You saw manufacturers that... Um, maybe you didn't see before that never looked at Europe because it's a, a smaller, there's, there's about 500 million premium cigars sold in the world a year. About 300 million of those 500 million are just in the U.S. by itself. So the rest of the world is less than what we're selling here in the U.S. right now. But my belief is you're going to see these manufacturers, which we're already seeing, going over there and starting to build um, in Europe. Um, unless, of course, something like this happens over there. Um, now, you've been to our cigar shops that are here. You, you, I have not been to Europe ever. Um, do you see the same type of culture of people sitting around? And, you know, these people that are in the audience know each other from coming in the cigar store, and that's how they got to know each other. Is this part of the, the culture that happens over there, or is it just people, it's just a product? Well, um, it's, uh, no, it, it definitely exists. Uh, yeah. The thing is that I come from Sweden, and Sweden has not had a very, very big uh, culture when it comes to cigars and it's uh, you can't smoke in um, inside anywhere uh, there are of course private lounges but just a few and, uh, and then you have to be a member and it's not you know I'm not sure about the liquor license and stuff like yeah. that I think you can't what, what's the weather about. like oh it's absolutely fantastic nice haven't, haven't you heard no <laughs> <laughs> no it's uh, I mean it's the smoking indoor season is, is re really long like my, I mean, okay. su summer is May through September in the south, uh, or spring, summer, early autumn. You know, where oh. you can be outside. Otherwise, it's um, yeah. There's a, it's a, a long, a lot. It's a long winter. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I think Swedish weather is very similar, similar to like to New England weather. Yeah. Uh, it is. There's a lot of Swedish people around here actually because of like people who emigrated from Sweden and then ended up here because the nature and and uh, yeah the weather is about the same. So why they chose the same weather, I don't know. Yeah, because they, they, they didn't choose, right? <laughs> they went to Minnesota as well, and so yeah, and Seattle. Yeah, yeah. So well, so I, it definitely exists, uh, but in Sweden, it's hard to. Uh, it's growing there. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we'll look forward to that. Right now, uh, it's time to hear uh, the Don Raphael's offer of the day, brought to you by Don Raphael Cigars. This is an offer um, for a price. Would you do this? Would you do this for the price? And last week, uh, I don't know if we talked about it on the show. I think we did, that you actually ate a pat of butter. 
Yes. <laughs> and uh, you just gave me up in front of my wife, but yes, I eat a peanut butter. Did you do this in secret? Yes. Barry. He does it, he does <laughs> it in secret, a, but talks a, about it on the show. There was a little tiny square left, and I know if I put the little tiny square left in the fridge, I would get yelled at for putting something so small in the, back in the fridge. Not so wanting to be wasteful. Right, so I just popped it like an astronaut. <laughs> a lot of people okay. were very troubled by that, <laughs> but you did it for free. Yes. You, you actually did it for fun and, and enjoyment yes. of it. It's the, I'm not putting this back in. I'm just going to eat it, and that's yeah. it. It's not going to go to waste. Don't waste it. So now let's take the whole stick of butter. A whole stick of butter. Like a banana, you're going to eat the whole stick of butter for 50 bucks. Um, not a chance. Not a chance you do it. Not a chance. Would you do it $50 cash? Just get a nah. stick of butter, eat it, like, eat it like a banana. A little bit more, I think. Maybe $100 you do it? Uh, it's just butter. Just butter. Yeah. It's a lot of fat. Yeah, how, f- how big is it? Yeah. A Flush. stick. Do you know what a stick of butter is? A quarter pound. A quarter pound. Well, that's not too much. <laughs> it's, it's one inch. It's a one-time thing. I don't have to do it every day, right? No. Oh, so one inch by one inch by about six inches. Yeah, that's fine. I'll do it for 50. Were you just describing the butter or your, your own self? No, I'm <laughs> talking about the butter. <laughs> Definitely not, not myself. The truth. <laughs> it depends if it's salted or unsalted. Salted oh. butter. Regular salted, yes, yeah, sign me up. You'd do it. I would do it. 50 bucks. I would do it. Would you do it, Derek? Hey, yeah, yeah, I'd do it. 50 bucks. I can do that. Really? We could yeah. have some. What about something? you? I would not. No way. No? No way. Because it's so, mu- it's so much concentrated fat. It's going to flush through your body. So you have to deal with the eating of the butter. Then you have to deal with the flushing later. I'd probably. I'm out. Six pro- crackers. <laughs> if you included six crackers, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little something. So you're going to split the, the butter stick into six equal into pieces. three. And I'd, and I'd put it in between three halves. Three. Because so you make a butter sandwich. Sandwich. <laughs> butter sandwich. Might be the most disturbing image I've ever heard, seen in my brain ever. Really? Horrible. Well, didn't you used to put butter in your coffee? Yeah, a little tiny pat of butter, like what Barry eats as a snack. <laughs> a little tiny pat of butter whipped into an entire large coffee is different than eating a piece of butter, which I have never done in my life, and I don't think I ever will. I'm pretty sure I did it as a kid. I might have been like three years old. My mom caught me. She was all mad and everything. There was just like a big hunks, bite marks, and the stick of butter, and you know. <laughs> really? There was yeah. one time. Barry did it last week. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> and how old are you now? <laughs> Too old. When I was Too five or six, they, the International House of Pancakes used to use a big, huge scoop, and they would scoop butter onto your pancakes yes. like ice cream. I thought it was ice cream, and I put my fork in it and tasted it and spit it out. I couldn't do oh, it. You know what? I thought Gross. I thought that I thought that exact same thought, but this was like five years ago, and I <laughs> I thought it was whipped cream. So I took the I it, and, and it was like whipped butter. So I just took it, plopped it in my mouth, and I was like, oh, I almost puked. But we love butter, yet it's disgusting to eat it by itself, right? No, I disagree. We actually strongly disagree. We did that as kids, actually. We just we took a sandwich and then put like this much butter on it to disgust the girls. Yeah? Yeah. It, wow. worked. it worked. They were disgusted. So Yeah, I just got to look at disgust from our audience over a little square. <laughs> so the other square. So anyway, that's the Don Raphael offer of the day. And uh, Barry, once again, is in. Uh, Derek is in, but uh, and you would do it. Yeah, you would do it. Yeah. So money can we can have some fun with you know Three one of these two. days. Hell, one I would do it for a Klondike bar. You really? Yeah. What would you do for a Klondike? <laughs> <laughs> oh, see something like that. You're so cheap. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh, these these 
um, cigars, these unicorn cigars, and, and my, my cigar went out only because I'm doing too much talking, but I almost got an hour out of this. This, this little guy here. It's very impressive. Good. Uh, J.C. Newman, fourth generation cigar company. This is part of the cigar you're smoking, right? Yes, sir. Is uh, the fourth generation, which is a, a, a new company that may or may not ever see the light of day. We'll see what happens, but America's going to be uh, one of the first ones. Yep. Um, I got Jose Pedra, which is what I'm smoking, yep. the Debonair uh, Connecticut. Which is the Daybreak. It's the Daybreak, yeah. And then the Debonair Brazil. Then I see Indian Tobacco Classic coming back. Yeah. Which, uh, this is, uh, it was Rocky Patel and Phil Zangi that teamed up years ago making Indian Tobacco Company. Uh, actually, it was Phil Zangi making it, and then um, Rocky getting in later, and then Rocky uh, buying the company off, and then Phil buying the company back. So, uh, apparently, he's going to bring this back because of Super Forte. Um, Forte is one of my favorite words. Yeah, strong, I just like right? the way it rolls Forte. off the tongue. Forte. Uh, we have you like the way it rolls off your tongue when you pronounce it incorrectly. Correct. <laughs> Outstanding. <laughs> Cuesta Ray Asparaca. Ari Paraca. Ari Paraca, the yeah, rapper. Yeah, a Brazilian rapper. Rapper, right. Ponce de Leon, F&D Classics, Quorum, a whole bunch of different Quorum. Yep. Bundle cigars coming out. Um, we got the uh, J.C. Newman Founders Reserve. Uh, interesting that J.C. Newman, who never... They're, they're a factory that, that does... Um, all the distribution for Fuente. They have Diamond Crown, and they actually never had a brand named after themselves, J.C. Newman. And here they are coming out with a bunch of different J.C. Newman brands. Again, last-ditch last effort uh, trying to squeeze these things in. Um, dog, dog tag, any dog, Cuban. Those are all mine. I know. Red Anchor. So any Cuban. People would come in the store, just so you hear the story, and they would say, do you have any Cubans? And I would say, no, Cubans are illegal in this country right now. And this, this went on since 85 when we opened the store. And it went on for years and years. And it would be, do you have any Cubans? Do you have any Cubans? So I actually created a brand years ago called Any Cuban. So they would say, do you have any Cubans? And I said, yes, we do. And I would take them to the brand called A-N-Y, Any Cuban. And they would look <laughs> at me like, really? And it, it didn't go well. Did but you sell any? I sold a bunch. Yeah. We brought it back just in case. You know what? That we would, have them. That would be good for you know someone buying a box of keeping them in their humidor at home. So when their buddies come over and they're having a cookout or whatever, hey man, you got any Cubans? Of course I do. There we go. That was perfect. The whole, that was the whole idea. Yeah. So uh, that could be the commercial. Could be like the great Poupon commercial. I put poop on everything. Do you? Just so childish. <laughs> I liked it, though. I liked that it. is the commercial. All right, so uh, give me a final uh, answer on your cigar, Derek. What do you think? I approve. You have the I, Jose Piedra. The Jose Piedra. I, I approve. You, I liked it. You would buy it? I would buy it, yeah. Something to have every now and then, you know, on the drive to work. It's a nice, easy drawing smoke. That one, I think, <clears> ends up staying on the market either way because they've been, they've been doing this for quite a long time. What are you smoking, Ben? I'm smoking the American, and I would buy it any day of the week. You like it. It's yep. full-bodied, yep. plenty yep. of power. It's yep. something different. And I think in the next half hour, we're going to get how people can buy Yes, we are. We're smoking. We're going to tell you how to buy the cigars we're smoking and and other cigars that we talked about. Uh, Mr. Jonathan, what do you think? You know what? It's very good. I had high expectations because I do like Brickhouse, although I said before, Brickhouse is one of those ones I've got to smoke later in the day. This is an early morning cigar. It's all the flavor of Brickhouse, but milder as far as the strength goes. And I'm smoking the Debonair Daybreak or the Connecticut, however that's going to be worded. And um, it is different than the regular Debonair. More up my alley. 
I would like to have this cigar in a thicker ring gauge because it is thin. It's just a little bellicoso. A thicker ring gauge is going to uh, less intensify it, I think, and it's going to be more uh, exact for me what uh, of what I would like. For you personally. For me yeah. personally. But um, just kind of small, although an hour long, but it, yeah. it just intensifies because it's down there. Pepper, as I say, uh, I, I would guess Nicaraguan tobacco, and it's a Dominican puro. Besides well, the shade? Pro- yeah, it's probably Ecuadorian shade, but yeah. other than that, there's nothing we really know. So, oh, okay. We yeah. have no information on yeah. it. So uh, that's it. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, uh, we're going to tell you how to uh, get those unicorns. If you're looking for them, we're going to give you cigar news, cigar mail, and um, the worst named cigar of all time. We're going to light it up. It's part of the care package, and it is a unicorn. We're going to see if this ends up surviving or not. You want to stick around or you want to go back in the audience and take pictures? You're welcome to whatever you feel like. What it. Do you Think want? about it. Whatever you like. Okay. Uh, you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. And whether you're smoking your Jose Alfedra, whether you're smoking your Debonair Daybreak, your J.C. Newman Americana, or Brickhouse Connecticut, always remember, keep the lid end out of your mouth. finally found a cigar magazine that I like. No, no, love. It's called Cigar Journal. What's so great about Cigar Journal is that it's all about cigars and none of the nonsense that you see in other magazines. It has stories, reviews, and the latest news about premium cigars. You're going to be impressed. Cigar Journal has beautiful images, great editorials, and it's strictly for the cigar enthusiast or, get this, passionado. Cigar Journal covers cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. Cigar Journal, available at your local cigar retailer and on the web at www.cigarjournal.co. That's cigarjournal.co. Why was the Sereno Cigar Company named Best Debut Company? by many media outlets this year at the IPCPR trade show because they prioritize quality over quantity from farms to factory to their post-rolling aging process. A cigar is only as good as the time and passion put into it. A process that 20-year-old industry veteran Anthony Serino knows too well. All Serino cigars are rolled using the finest hand-selected tobaccos from Esteli and Jalapa Valleys in Nicaragua. All of these fine tobaccos are blended by world-renowned cigar master blender Omar Gonzalez Amen out of the esteemed boutique La Corona Factory. Sereno Royale comes in four different blends, Connecticut, Medio, Maduro, and Maduro XX. Each blend contains five and a half year age fillers that were artfully crafted in 2014, allowing over two years of post-roll aging. These majestic cigars truly are aged to perfection. Get your Sereno Royales today at Two Guys Smoke Shop or go online at twoguyscigars.com. Savor this moment, the sparks of conversation, the anticipation of that first draw. Savor the story shared over a cigar like this, a cigar that makes this moment classic. The Avo Classic. Savor a composition of handcrafted Dominican leaf. 
graced with notes of 25-year-old tobacco. Richly complex, yet remarkably smooth. Savor a harmony of creamy, balanced flavors. A duet of two cigar virtuosos, jazz and cigar legend Avo Uvesi and master blender Hendrik Kellner. A cigar meant to be shared with friends old and new. The Avo Classic. Savor every note. Visit your local tobacconist or see the complete AVO line at avo.com. Founded in 1989 by Mariana and Nestor Miranda, Miami Cigar & Company proudly celebrates their 25th anniversary with the release of their flagship brand, the Nestor Miranda Collection. Made in Esteli, Nicaragua by Don Pepin Garcia, the collection is available in three distinct wrappers, aimed to please even the toughest critic. Nestor Miranda Collection. You only get one life. How will you live yours? Stepping into the aging room has a new meaning at Aging Room Cigars as Rafael Nodel has traveled to Spain, where the idea for Aging Room Solero was born. The Solera method of aging has been used for centuries in the making of wine, sherry, brandy, and rum. The method mixes different vintages, allowing them to age together. For Aging Room Solera, Raphael takes several tobacco vintages and puts them in bales where they age together for another 12 to 18 months. This allows the tobaccos to marry for a longer period of time. At the end of the aging process, Aging Room Solera becomes a balanced and complex cigar with a fantastic price point. Aging Room Solera. It will have you calling for an encore. This the crowd is standing on his feet here at Augusta. Is the Cigar Authority. What are your badges? The Authority. We ain't got no badges. On everything cigar. I don't have to show you any stinking badges. With your host. Ho, ho, slow down there, speed racer. David Garofalo. Put that coffee down. Coffee's the closes on. Mr. Jonathan. You want me on that wall. You need me on that wall. Barry Stunt. That guy in a little coat. That guy in a little coat. Don't. <laughs> and Chuck. Morrison. I went to Magic Camp. I'm an accomplished ventriloquist. Oh, I am a seventh degree imperial yo-yo master. <gasps> it's time to light them up. We use words like honor, code, loyalty. It's time. I would rather you just said thank you. For the Cigar Authority. Yeah! And we are back with our number two broadcasting live from the La Florida Dominicana Cigar Studios today at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. What's up in the cigar world? Who won last week's Cigar Liberty contest and a blast through some of the viewers' mail? Welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. And you are listening to the Cigar Authority, the only radio show in the U.S. and, yes, the world that is always broadcast on location. And we are the only show that doesn't just allow smoking. We insist we demand that you light up along with us. You tune in at thecigarauthority.com where you can watch us live or catch the podcast on demand at any time. Simply find us on iTunes, YouTube, Google Play, or podbean.com where you can set it and forget it. And now, Facebook Live, baby. There we go. We're up and running. What the hell so, is this? So before we uh, go, it's, it's snack time. It's, we should, it is it's not snack, snack time. time. It's snack time. <clears throat> I don't bring these things in. I love this it. is our friends bring these in as little snacks, so we have to make... It's the part of the show where we become the food authority. We, just in case they, they shut us down uh, in this country. What do, you, what do you like to eat, Simon? 
Are you a snack food guy? Are you a real food guy? Natural food? Where do you, where do you fall on the spectrum? Everything that I get $50 for eating. <laughs> there we go. Fair a lot of butter. <laughs> this is the, the Drake's coffee cake. And not to be confused, here you come. Got it. <laughs> Who wants it? Oh, oh, nice hands, good catch. Nice hands. This is the Drake's <clears throat> coffee cake. Now, somebody tried to pull a fast one on me, and I'm a fan of Hostess. Not taking anything away from Hostess, the Twinkie. You know, they do a good job with that. But the coffee cake, the Hostess coffee cake, no, it is owned by the folks at Drake's. They make the best coffee cake. Let me read the ingredients on this. Don't read the ingredients and ruin it. Let's see what we have. It is here. what it is. It's natural. Serving, serving size is two cakes. There we go. There's five and these are the little ones. Per I, I personally like the big boy, you know, the, the full size. <laughs> so la- last week's serving was uh, 100 calories per Goo Goo Cluster. Yes. These are 280 <coughs> calories per two. For two. That makes them better. That's a lot. That makes them better. One of the coffee crumbles. So how about this? How about you eat one and I eat one? No, not a chance. No. No, bring in a broccoli and I'll eat it. Look, it looks like a little pat of butter on the top. I'm loving it. Yeah. (laughs) It's so gross. It isn't. It's tough. It's cinnamony. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Yeah, you get the cinnamon from it. Don't get any coffee. Fresh cake. No, no coffee. Would you like me to do the Perdomo commercial while you're stuffing your face with your... Not at all. No. <laughs> Let's talk about the Drake's coffee cakes. Drake should be a sponsor. Something, one of these snack people should jump in. All right. I have a mailbag that's going to fill the... Uh... What? Fill nothing. What? This is actually like... This is about this. <laughs> this is actually like chewing sugar. Nice. This- this yeah, is chewing you, sugar. You find, you find a lot of sugar taste in it. It's, you know, the grainy sort of... You, know, you say that like it's, it's a, a bad thing. It's right. a bit uncomfortable, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing. I don't care. I think I'm on your side. Thank you. <laughs> Bring find, in the broccoli. Finally, to get somebody... What do you want to do? This is about this. This right. is a mailbag about this. Still, I ate it. <laughs> so the following message was submitted through the Contact Us page of the CigarAuthority.com. You're going to eat the second one or not? No, I'm not. <laughs> uh, Taylor writes... Please stop prodding Mr. J to eat junk food. It makes him uncomfortable. It does. Tantamount to shoving Marlboros in your face and saying, like it, when really they are chemical-laden crap. Natural tobacco and natural Your opinion. comestibles, I don't know what that is, go hand in hand, at least to me, and likely Mr. J as well. Thanks. He shoves Taylor. broccoli down my throat. I think Jonathan wrote that email. <laughs> Did you write that? I did not. <laughs> Who wrote it? I don't know what comestibles is. Do you know what comestibles mean? What I'm thinking, comer means eat in Spanish. So uh, maybe it's right. eatable. Uh, like, uh, yeah. That's a $64 word. Maybe they what may- you have to do in between cigars, just so you know, is cleanse the palate somehow. Potato chips is a good option. <laughs> it's the best option. Because of some roughage that happens there and clean the salt, no cleans off the thing. <laughs> but a Drake's coffee cake is good, too. So clean the palate. We got that taste of the other cigar, whether good or bad, it's gone. And now we're going to go on to another. And now Just everyone's going to go on taste to cinnamon yeah, exactly. in, the next, yeah. in the next cigar. Well, it's your opinion. I, th- I think it's a, I think it's a, good, a good move. I'm to just me. blown away that that's sitting there. It's not just going to sit there. It's, you know, I know it's talking to me. There's no doubt about it. It's talking to me. So here it is, the uh, next cigar we're going to smoke, part of the Cigar Authority Care Package. 500 listeners uh, uh, have the cigar, along with um, 
uh, us here on the show. And I can only imagine their reaction when they opened up the care package and they saw a cigar called Smoking Ass. Smoking Ass. Is that the worst name? S-M-O-K-I-N. Apostrophe. Apostrophe. Ass. I want to know. When With we a put donkey this, on it. means a donkey, right? When we put this in our mouth, does it constitute a rim job? I don't oh know. My God. Oh my I have God. no idea. <laughs> and you get to say that, but not what I said before? <laughs> Here right. we go. Well, I was referring to a drum set, yeah. you know, the, the, the rim shot. Oh, okay. So this, <laughs> this is a Churchill-sized cigar. It's a musical thing. Whose ass looks like a drum? <laughs> oh, my. I, I don't know. You would know more about asses than anybody on the panel. The, the double kick. Nicki Minaj. The double bass drum. Here right? we go. <laughs> Takes it to the metal scene. I like yeah, that. Exactly. There we go. Away yeah. from the food and onto metal. Yeah. So this is the natural version, meaning there's a Maduro and uh, maybe a sun-grown version. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But we have the Maduro, the uh, natural version yep. of it. And uh, it's a Churchill. Do you know any information on it? Well, bag? I know it originally appeared in the early 2000s before disappearing to reappear just before FDA regulations went into effect. Smoking Ass has made it Jose Dominguez Cigar Factory in the Dominican Republic. And that's all we know. Okay. So the good news is, I guess, this thing can stay on the market. So that's the good news. Yes. So is it any good or anything? We're going to find out right now. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand. While all the other cigar brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellent. So it looks like a well-made cigar. The problem is the cartoon donkey on the on the band, the yellow and uh, the name. The name. I, do you want to smoke ass? If your basement had once been a stable, and you walked down in there, and you could still smell a little bit of that sweet hay, but a little musty quality from the basement, that's the cold draw on this. I. I, I agree. <laughs> That's really? when you push my GD button on the thing, Derek, oh. and it makes the harp sound. A little uh. musty and a little, uh, with, without lighting it, a little musty a little and a little hay. I see what Still you're waiting for that button. Still waiting for the button. All right, let me find when, it. He's not going anywhere without. Don't. He's, he's pitch hitting here. Don't. All right, let's give it a light. What do we have here? We are using the Vertigo Renegade. This 1499 lighter features the patented Vertigo big ass tank, four jets, a shiny mirror right on the front of it so you can tell if your cigar's been lit without taking it out of your mouth, and a flip out bullet punch at the bottom. You would expect this full, bucks. full metal jacket to retail for close to $100, and it's 1499. That's the Vertigo Renegade. How do they do it? <clears throat> volume. They do because we sell the hell out of these. It's crazy. You know, looking at the debonair I smoked earlier, I took the band off. It was a small cigar, so I had to actually smoke it down to the nub. And um, Phil does this on all his debonair cigars. Inside, he puts the date of it, yes, which is very, band, which is awesome, very important right now to actually show that this thing was in July 2016, because you don't want it to say August, right? Right. So this thing makes the date of it can stay around for two years if it wants. At that point, it probably has to be removed from the industry. We'll see. Here's my question. You're going to put a date on it. You have the date stamp. Why not roll it back to uh, 2006 and... Because there was no debonair in 2006. The whole line falls into this problem. 
We don't know what's going to happen to these things. Well, we, we do know what's going to happen to them. They're all going to go away is what it says here. We're just hoping for some sort of Hail Mary pass and something ends up changing. But they certainly can sell these in Europe. And a gray market exists, and then people end up uh, buying them in Europe and bringing them in. And the only person that gets hurt is the retailer at that point. And their business goes down the drain. They go out of business. There's no tax money. This whole thing is going to turn into a big circle of mess that nothing, get, nothing good happens from it um, to anybody. You this, know. this cigar reminds me of aged cheddar. By the way, no cinnamon at all. Nope. No. Even though we <laughs> ate the Drake's coffee but cake. But there's that little bit of that Cleanse sharpness. A little dairy. It's a stretch, and I think mm. it's still some sort of remnant coming from your coffee cake. No, there's nothing here. No. <laughs> I'm going to a very, very, very subtle spice, maybe a little lemongrass. Not all that mild at all. No. There's some flavor to this. Yeah. A little yeah. bit of that Connecticut sweet. But, but it's begging to be a low-price cigar, right? Yes, it mm-hmm. is. It, because of the band and the name, it's begging to be low-price. band low is goofy-looking, yeah. and unfortunately, goofy-looking But they can really change sell. the band, but they can't change the name. So it's smoking ass. They could have a picture of a beautiful girl with her butt there, and it could be smoking ass, and maybe now it's classy? No. 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 <laughs> I think you'd have to drop I think it's it by even worse. <laughs> worse, yeah. That would be a name for a good strip club, smoking yeah. ass. Yeah. Should be one. Yes. Yeah. Depends on what they allow. <laughs> but this is a, like a 20-year birthday present, right? When they want to get something for a, a guy who turns 20 or 25 or something. Yeah. Then you get the crazy, stupid one with, okay. a, with a donkey on it. <laughs> All right. Right? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. But they uh, not just put it out once. This is the second time putting this out. So we'll see what happens. And he's an advertiser, <laughs> but... Jose, this is the worst name I ever saw. I feel like I should I be, be smoke- honest with you. I feel like I should be smoking this in Tijuana or a specific type of show. Ah, I get you. You ever go to Tijuana before? No, I passed through. Yeah. yeah. yeah so you never saw the donkey shows or anything no, like that? No, I never went there. I got a oh question. Oh, my God. <laughs> what? I had no idea what he was talking about, and I would well, like it go. to stay that way. All right. Then just forget it and let There's it roll There's no explanation you. needed when Barry talks. <laughs> All right. Jeez Louise. I like that Dave is starting to get my innuendos. I think we're corrupting him. Well, Something going on. You know, looking at this and saying, you know, what do we do with these things? And we, we certainly have a lot left, right? Yeah, they're, they're available. Because they were in boxes of 50 or something? 50. They, they were in large boxes. Yeah. Yes. So a lot come in a box. And we have a lot of them. So I think people can buy them. Barry, how does somebody buy this? Well, there's two ways you can buy the unicorns. You can go to the CigarAuthority.com. And on the right-hand side, underneath the most recent podcast, is a graphic It says The Unicorns. Click on that, and it'll take you to twoguyscigars.com, where you can purchase some of the cigars that we mentioned earlier on our list. Or you can just go to twoguyscigars.com. The graphic, the first rotating graphic is The Unicorns. Click on that. It will take you to the list. And there's a whole list, and they are going to buy a single. They buy five. They 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 get, I believe, it's some of them are five for a a certain price, and some of them are eight for a certain price. All right. It's a good value anyway. It's a phenomenal value. There are some on that list that I want to buy. Okay. But I'm not going to do that till Monday, so I'll give our listeners to take the ones that I want before I grab All right. Yeah, there's some oddball is, stuff yeah. that we, that we uh, haven't uh, smoked or anything like that, it's, but you'll see the list on there. And if anything grabs you, who knows? The question is, later on, did these become a collectible thing that say, oh, my God, I have to debonair? Oh, yeah, I can I was see smoking say. ass going for 50 bucks 10 years from now. <laughs> no, but things like the debonair Connecticut, if it never, ever comes out again and you have – 
five of these. Yeah, you know, I was, was I was it, gonna say when, cool? uh, yeah, when when Barry and you mentioned that they were up on the safe for sale, I was thinking, wow, that's a pretty cool opportunity to get something that might never see the light of day again. Yeah. So you know, it's it's good to grab a few and at least hang on to them, smoke a couple. Tough you know? thing on that because if you smoke it and you love it, yeah, it calls to you from the humidor. <clears throat> And if you smoke it and you hate it, now it's just going to sit there. Well, it's ne- well, never it's again. A, if you yeah. ever wanted to try mm-hmm. it. This is how I always was. And, Barry, you were saying it earlier today mm-hmm. that you, you wanted to be smoking the cigar. You know, every oddball cigar over the years, yep. you want to at least smoke one. Maybe yeah. not collect it or something. Smoke it. That's right. how I was. Yep. I don't want to collect it, but I want to say I smoked that. I, I want to be able that. to say I had this. Yeah. I had that. Yeah. I don't want it to sit in my humidor. I know Derek likes to save rare cigars. He's a, he's a young guy. Right, but, but me, it was meant for smoking. I'll buy it. I'll smoke it just so I could say, yeah, I had it. If you were looking for that, it's similar to this. Yes. Well, yes. the motto that Eric Hansen has is smoke it, they'll make more, but in this case, they that's won't. not the case. No, so. we, we may never see it again. This might be the end of it. So anyway, so last week we did a contest um, to the listeners, and we asked them to listen to an interview that Jonathan did at the anniversary party with nine different manufacturers, was that it? That is correct. Nine different manufacturers, and to listen to it, you'll hear it three different times. He interviews the same nine people three different times and asked them three different in the same exact order. He was going to give you a point for... Uh, if, you get the, uh, if you get the name, when people sent it in, I needed to be able to separate people that were close. Because so nobody got it right. Nobody got it completely right, so I needed to have another way of being able to assign points. So if you got the exact person in the exact place, you got three points. If you got the person and it was in the wrong order, you got one point because at least you got that person on the list. So go ahead and play it, Derek. Got it. So uh, what are you wearing? What am I wearing? Yeah, what, what, what are you wearing? Your watch. What are you wearing for your watch? I am wearing the Apple iPhone, not watch. I read my iPhone. What are you doing? I'm going around asking the cigar guys a uh, couple of questions. All right, get away from me. <laughs> All right, so that would be me. That doesn't count. I'm here from the Cigar Authority and thecigarauthority.com. And I'm going to walk around today and ask uh, some of these cigar liberties a few questions that I believe that our listeners are dying to know the answer to, or maybe not. Here we go. Uh, what are you wearing? And by that I mean, what do you wear for a watch? Rolex uh, Mariner? No, no, I don't have a watch on. I- I don't have an jewelry on with me. Uh, this is a uh, Hamilton. Uh, Rolex Submariner. The cell phone does the job these days, so I really don't wear watches. Rolex, which I inherited from my father. A Vacheron Constantine uh, Grand Chronograph that my wife gave me for my 25th wedding anniversary. So my battle watch is one that's actually pretty stylish, but it is a fossil. A Cartier. And uh, what, do you, what will you be smoking this evening? And I got the Agent Room Lancero. I got the Oliveros Grand Retorno. There's an the obvious answer there. Uh, Byron. There's another Chisel obvious Maduro one. right there. Got the old trusty 2000 series number three. I'm smoking a Kalanok 50. Uh, Asylum 13 Toro. A Diamond Crown Black Diamond, which really isn't quite available yet. Perdomo 20th Anniversary Connecticut Epicure. There's a tough Nicaragua one. Box <laughs> Press. That one off Nicaragua Box Press. Recluse Amadeus Habano Reserva Lancero. Very nice. And the final question, uh, boxers or briefs? Boxers. Briefs. Not that it's anyone's goddamn business, right? <laughs> but I'm living wild and free down here, if you know what I mean. Neither. No underwear today. 
I'm really rolling commando here tonight, so I'm uh, I'm going without. The listeners do not want to know. A uh, briefs always. Oh God, I'm a briefs guy. Banana hammock. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, in order of appearance, we had Rafael Nadal, Nelson Alfonso, Tony Gomez, Eric Hansen, Tom Lazuka, Eric Newman, Nick Perdomo, Klaus Peter Kellner, and Scott Weeks. And the closest with ten points. It was terrible. Things were out of order, but uh, Vic Anderson wins the lighter that we had on the show last week. So we'll uh, we'll get reach out to Vic and we'll get his address. Wow, I thought they were slam dunks. You got Nick Perdomo saying I'm smoking a Perdomo in aging room with Rafael Nadal. Perdomo Perdomo was was got by just about everybody yeah, in the okay. right spot. That was okay. That was so Tony game. Gomez, maybe a lot of he people. He was a little don't, tougher. He's tough. Um, Nelson Alfonso, quiet voice, and but he was smoking a Byron, and the, you know, yeah. I think the key. Klaus Peter was the toughest one. To sure. Get. No one got Klaus Peter Kellner, Hanky Kellner's son. Uh, tough. Um, but anyway, I don't know. I liked how Nelson said jewelry. He said jewelry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's it. So uh, right now, let's find out what's up in the cigar world with Barry Stein. It's time for What's What's Up up? in the Cigar World, brought to you by Recluse Cigars. You want to know what's up? Recluse Cigars is what's up. Voted the 2015 Cigar of the Year is the Recluse Amadeus Reserva Habano. Every Recluse Cigar goes through eight, count them, eight fermentation cycles over the course of two full years. They are box-pressed and rolled end to bar for a perfect draw every time. If you haven't done it yet, be sure to try a Recluse Cigar today. This week saw the release of the Cro-Magnon 5th anniversary named Monolith. Packaged in a travel humidor complete with lighter, bottle opener, cigar cutter, and an ash can along with 10 cigars. It is the perfect hearth kit. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty cool. And uh, in industry news, uh, this one comes from our friends at Cigar Journal. At the Intertabac trade show in Dortmund, uh, in Germany, Padron introduced a cigar in square aluminum tubes. It's two new cigars in the 1964 anniversary line named Soberano and Presidente. Both will come in either Maduro or Natural, and it appears for now this is a European-only release. This is what you're going to see. This mm-hmm. is what's going to happen. So they must have not had the tube in time for the trade show, and they put it out there, and they're already saying this is a European-only. So what does the consumer want? The consumer wants it. I want one. And here comes the gray market. Yep. And uh, the Arroyo family of cigars has named a new director of marketing with Bianca Malone. Prior to joining Arroyo Asylum, Ms. Malone worked for Gurkha Cigars. And that's What's Up in the Cigar World. What's Up in the Cigar World was brought to you by Recluse Cigars. The Recluse Amadeus Habano Reserva uses grade-A Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, a San Andreas binder, a Dominican Lajero Seco, and Pennsylvanian Broadleaf filler tobaccos, which create a blend we call the Cigar of the Year. Recluse Cigars is What's Up! All right, the following message was submitted through the Contact Us page with no name. This person wants to stay anonymous. I want to give a shout-out to the journal for the ultimate in customer service. I tried everything to renew my subscription to the Cigar Journal and even uh, and even offered if they gave me a number to call, I would call and renew my subscription. After many attempts to renew, there was a problem with the website, and they provided me with a free year subscription to wow. Cigar Journal. Don't know if you want to publicize this, but I was very impressed with the customer service, and I thought that was appropriate with you sitting with us 
Simon. Isn't that nice? Yeah, that's wow. nice, yeah. So that's customer service. That's what we need. We've got to keep our customers, and customer service is the answer what to do there. So early thoughts right now on the smoking ass. I feel funny even saying it, but Derek, what do you think? It's, it's good. I like it. It's certainly a cigar that you could light up and go mow the lawn with. Absolutely. Yeah. With no problem. And if they come in packs of boxes of 50, yeah, I'd say you're probably going to get a solid deal on it, too. Digging it. A little bit of earthy. There's a little bit of sharp twang that, to me, reminds me of cheddar. Uh, it's actually better than I expected. Yeah. S- you got any citrus, like the rind of an uh, orange, maybe? Yeah, there's a little bit thing. of that rind. Yeah, ma- that, yeah, maybe, that's what I got. Yeah, maybe instead of hit. cheddar, it's more orange citrus-like. Yeah. Uh, 100%. Okay. It tastes like orange cheddar to me. No, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's very got? good. It's very good. Yeah. Clean burn line right down to the end there. Yeah. Good draw. It's firm all the way through. Uh I, if it wasn't for the band, I'd be comfortable paying $8 for it, but I don't know if I want to be seen smoking it with that band on it. Can you, you imagine know, just, if they want to advertise and we'd have to do a commercial on this? I mean, it would be tough. I just I want to get up to the camera, and oh, I, yeah. want to, I want to show uh, this, this burn uh, that's happening right now because that is super, super straight. Don't forget the Facebook Live feed as uh, well. Yeah, and Facebook. Let's uh, take the headset off. So while he's doing that, if you look at the band, it says Kona Hawaii on it. When it was originally released in the early 2000s, it was exclusively to Hawaii. Oh, really? Yes. Well, and, and why colors. would they like that? Do they have donkeys there? I don't know. I would think pineapple or... Yeah, it just doesn't make any sense at all, but... What's the nut that's big in Hawaii? Macadamia? Macadamia, Macadamia yes. nut. Yeah, maybe they don't want to show it's a flavored because it's not a flavored cigar. But anyway, we've got a bunch of people smoking out there. Nothing wrong with it except the name as far as I'm yeah. concerned, but... Uh, hey, the name is going to get it attention. Is it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. People are going to be like smoking ass. Oh, I got to look at that. I gotta like smoke that up. Let me try one. Yeah. And like yeah, you said, there's no. Oh, yeah, the it's like you said, there's no such thing as bad press. Yeah. Uh, well, there was a cigar a long time well, ago. Just wait and I, see. Yeah. Yes. yes. A, a long time ago, there was a cigar called the Ron Mexico, and it had a black band, and it looked like Michael Jackson on on there doing like some kind of dance move. Yeah. You know, we one had you on camera right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it was, it was, uh, so someone, had, someone did, a, someone did a review on it and people were like, uh, Ron Mexico, that band is just so like ridiculous. And everybody bought a ton of them. Where are they now? I have no idea. No, they're out of business. It didn't work. <laughs> it's not going to work. People say, wow, this is ridiculous, but maybe buy one. I, I don't know. I don't know. Not that there's anything wrong with the cigar, but smoking ass. I don't know. It's a nice ass. Nice ass. It's a nice ass. ass. Hey, nice ass, whatever. All right, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, uh, we got a classic three-way to get through. Uh, We're going to look at our calendar. And did I I mention 2016 Ambassadors of Cigar Award? No, you hadn't. Did we win that? We won that. Unbelievable. I'm very proud to say we did. And uh, we'll uh, come back on there. And uh, Sigmund's here. And uh, we'll uh, bring him on and maybe include him into the classic three-way. We're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. The following message is brought to you by Drew Estate. Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars in the new Drew Diplomat app. Join me, Barry Stein, from The Cigar Authority on Drew Diplomat. As you know, I am quite partial to Liga Pavada Number 9 from Drew Estate. So join me for a Liga and share your experience with Drew Estate. And while you're at it, don't forget to check into Two Guys Smoke Shop on the Drew Diplomat app. Drew Diplomat is now available 
for the iPhone and Android. To learn more about Drew Diplomat, visit DrewDiplomat.com. That's DrewDiplomat.com. You must be at least 21 years of age or older and a resident of the United States, including D.C. To be eligible for membership in this program, other terms and conditions apply. Surgeon General warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. When you light a Davidoff cigar, you set aglow the richest tradition of cigar making in the world. You release craftsmanship achieved by our investment in that most precious of commodities, time. The time it takes to create a Davidoff cigar as it passes through 600 hands before it arrives in yours. The time it takes to age and mature the tobacco which fills a Davidoff cigar, sometimes as much as 10 years. The time it takes to hand-pick, hand-roll, and then carefully hand-check each individual cigar before it is fit to wear the legendary Davidoff white band. In every second of enjoyment, there are decades of experience. In every way, it is time beautifully filled. Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? I'm writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. That Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake, Jose Dominguez. Not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. Hey, nobody's going to take away your donut. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more, it's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. In 1848... In honor of the English poet Lord Byron, a cigar brand named Byron was first created. Through three centuries, Byron has gone through many hands, but today it is back with the family that first created them. Returning to the early days, now the brand, in a very limited quantity, is produced in a small factory in Costa Rica. Nelson Alfonso offers three Byron blends honoring all three centuries of Byron. Siglo 19, Siglo 20, and Siglo 21. Other cigars sit in an aging room for 60 days, but every Byron cigar sits in an aging room for a period of at least one full year, then and only then into ultra-luxurious porcelain jars and state-of-the-art cigar humitubes packaging. Sure, Byron's packaging is unique and costly to produce, but nothing else will do for a cigar of this quality and taste. Byron Cigars. Cigars of poetry. Sophisticated. Byron. It was 2010 on my 50th birthday. Nick Perdomo from Perdomo Cigars showed up in my office and honored me with a gift. It was a box of cigars. 
But this box of cigars was not what I expected, one I never saw before, something without the Perdomo name on it. It was my name, Garofalo. Garofalo Cigars has my name on it, but it was blended and created by Perdomo as a gift, a gift of a brand of cigars. So what should you expect from a Garofalo cigar? Rich layers of complex flavors, but offered in a mild to medium body profile. A blend comprised of fine Cuban seed Nicaraguan tobaccos, including a triple fermented five-year-aged Connecticut shade wrapper. I'm honored to have Garofalo, my name, surrounding such a wonderful cigar. I would be honored if you would give a Garofalo cigar a try. Garofalo Cigars, an honor. And we are back live from the La Florida Dominicana Cigar Studio today at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. We're smoking ass. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. It's ridiculous. It's a ridiculous name. Uh, it's a good cigar. It's a ridiculous name. And will it sell? How, how will it do? Interesting. You're seeing it now. I think uh, when we, you got to say you're smoking, smoking ass. Because if you just say you're smoking <laughs> ass, it kind of has a whole new meaning. Right. It's a rim job again. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I think of the opening scene in Wolf of Wall Street where he was snorting. <laughs> you ever see the Wolf of yeah, Wall Street? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the did. straw. Yep. Yeah. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Nancy, I know exactly <laughs> what you're saying there, okay? <laughs> Takes me a while. Next week, October 15th, it's going to be Oktoberfest for us. Beer and cigars and collaboration cigars. Collaboration cigars meaning two manufacturers getting together and creating one cigar. Too many cooks in the kitchen, maybe? We'll talk about that. Because, uh, frankly, I went through a whole bunch of them, and I couldn't find a successful one in the bunch. It's actually never worked, and more are coming out. Yes. So uh, why are they doing that? Uh, We'll talk about that next week on the show. Um, The following week, uh, famous people who made cigar brands. We're going to get into uh, a little of that. We planned on having Big Poppy from the Boston Red Sox. He has his own cigar brand coming out. It looks like... that it wasn't going to be October 22nd when we were going to have him here, but um, things aren't going so good for the Boston Red Sox. So no, they're uh, down ga- two games to none. Yeah. No. So but if uh, it goes to the final game, that last game would have been on that date. Yeah. So that's why they ended up saying we're postponing it to no date. Right. So maybe they end up saying it goes back. So that that was our plan, uh, having that there. So uh, lots more coming up, and hopefully, uh, Big Poppy, if we can get him on the show, that that would be cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, or as Eric Newman likes to say, Big Pappy. Yes, Pappy. Big Pappy, I like to say. <laughs> you even know who he is? Who? Big Pappy. No, I don't. No? No. David Ortiz, baseball player, Red Sox. Oh, yeah, I heard that. Yeah, I've yeah. heard that. Name. So yeah. that's him anyway. He's a Dominican, and uh, he played for the Red Sox almost his whole career. Right, he started with the Minnesota Twins. Yeah. So he has a cigar brand coming out. But over the years, we've seen lots of different celebrities try to come out with a cigar brand from Frank Sinatra to Evil Knievel, if you remember who he was. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just so many as the year, years went on that we saw, oh, his, uh, you know, the next person trying, <coughs> attaching their name to a cigar, eh, failure after failure after failure. Be, be a nice story. I wrote so, about it. You can take it and make it into a good story. But So there's never been a good one. Is it like Carl Lewis when he tried to sing? I don't know who Carl Lewis is. Carl the, Lewis? Uh, the, 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 the runner. Yeah, the runner. Okay. Long, yeah, he had a singing career. Oh, really? Not, not good. Not good. Not good. <laughs> uh, kind of like Eddie Murphy singing. Yeah, career. exactly. Yeah. He's back. Party all the time. Party all the time. My girl wants to party all the time. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> he probably made some money with that when he needed to. So uh, right now, let's take a peek into the asylum from our friends at Asylum Cigars. 
They're coming to take me away, ha-ha. They're coming to take me away, ho-ho, hee-hee, ha-ha. To the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time. And I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats. And they're coming to take me away, ha-ha. It's time for news from the Insane Asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true, or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars Take No Prisoners. Asylum cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4x44 to the absolutely insane 8x80. That's right, that's Asylum. 24-year-old U.S. student David Sneeden was presumed dead in 2004. At the time, the Chinese police said the 24-year-old, who was a student on an exchange program, likely died in a hiking accident in Sri Lanka when he fell into a gorge. But... Twelve years later, he's been spotted alive in North Korea. It is believed he was kidnapped to be Kim Jong-un's personal tutor. David, who was fluent in Korean at the time of his disappearance, is apparently married to a North Korean woman, has two kids, and is still teaching English. See that, kids? Staying in school, get the best education money can (laughs) buy, and you might get kidnapped, made to tutor for free, and be forced to like kimchi. That's insane. That's asylum. They're coming to take me away, ha-ha, they're coming to take me away, ho-ho, hee-hee, ha-ha, to the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time, and I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats, and they're coming to take me away, ha-ha. He was spotted. He was spotted over there. Spotted. Spotted. <laughs> Parents oh. never gave up hope. There we go. And he's spotted sp- by whom? Right. My sources would not reveal The that. basketball player. What was that basketball Hard player? Over there. Dennis Rodman. Uh, Dennis, Dennis Rodman. Rodman. Yep. Dennis Rodman, maybe. Uh, so uh, Chuck Morrison is not here, but um, he is debonair anyway. He came and recorded his spot. He was here this morning, and let's hear from the gentleman Chuck Morrison. Do you need a gentleman? Gentleman. I'm a gentleman. Do you need a gentleman? And this is The Gentleman's Way. It's brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. Debonair Cigars provide its clients with... Wait for it. Suspension of reality. Time spent smoking a debonair can never be subtracted from one's life. Today, gentlemen, you've reached the end of a delicious meal shared with a group of close companions. The waiter glides by and drops the bill for dinner right in the middle of the table. At that moment... Everyone glances around and makes gestures towards reaching for the check. The question here is, who should pay? One of the most useful and universal rules to remember is that if you do the inviting or are responsible for getting a dinner party together, you're acting as the host, and you should usually be the one to pay. If, on the other hand, you've been invited to dinner, then you are the guest, and it's much less likely that you'll be responsible for picking up the bill. If an event was set up by mutual assent, then all should go Dutch, meaning everyone split the bill evenly. When two guys are getting together for a meal, the rules are pretty easy here. Either just pay your own way, or one friend can pick up the tab along with a friendly, hey, you get the bill next time. When it's a guy and a girl, it becomes slightly more complicated. If on a true date, the gentleman should always pay. Unless the girl really fights it, in that case, split the bill. If you're out just as friends, and it's clear to both of you that there's nothing more than that, splitting the bill is totally acceptable. One exception to all these rules, guys, is when one of the parties is celebrating a birthday or 
other type of celebration, such as an anniversary, a new job, or promotion. Many groups will elect to have the birthday celebrator not pay for their meal, particularly when his or her friends arrange for the dinner out. In this case, they're acting as the host. If the birthday person is part of a couple, it's a little murkier, but the debonair play here is that the meals of both members of the couple are picked up for by their friends. That's The Gentleman's Way. It's brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. Fellas, the question every single time, are you debonair enough? Jonathan, when you go out for dinner with a man... Do you pay or does he pay? <laughs> huh? Well, you got That's in there good. you got in there faster yeah. than I could, Barrett, because <laughs> I saw the dirty look your wife gave you when it was that the man picks up the bill. It comes so. from a joint account, so now it does. Now it does. Yeah. Now it does. Very Something tells me she's still paying. <laughs> She'll be paying for the rest, rest of her life. life. <laughs> Here we go. All right, so uh, I want to include you now into our um, classic three-way. Classic three-way, yes. What is it called, right? Classic three-way. So the idea here is it's somebody's birthday today, and we're going to go through the birthdays, and I'm going to ask you, and we can do this as a a four-way, or we're going to leave Derek out of it, make it easier, just go right across, and and ask you... um, the birthday to the person, and uh, closest without going over gets the point. If you and get, I, it, if you get like, it exact, you get two points. I feel like I have an advantage now. We have someone from outside of the United States right. playing, so I, who, I have a chance to win. Who is our champion? That would be uh, me. Okay. I think it is Barron's. All right, it's time for the Classic 3-Way, brought to you by Classic Cigars. All Classic Cigars are handmade and imported in the Dominican Republic and all priced under $3. You've heard of epic rap battles. Now it's time for the epic battle. Wow. It's kind of intimidating to be in the presence of so many great athletes. For this day. Tell anyone about this, I'll kill you. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. In classic history. Is looking at you, kid. Brought to you by Classic Cigars. Nervous? Yes. All classic cigars are handmade and imported from the Dominican Republic, and every cigar is priced under, (laughs) get this, under $3 per cigar. You like that, baby? Let him know where I came from, yeah! Choose any blend, including the classic Connecticut for its mild and smooth taste, the classic Maduro for its bold and spicy flavor, or the classic Cuban for its sweet, sun-grown, and nutty overtones. Undertones, you idiot! Whichever classic you choose, it's a classic cigar. Available at twoguyscigars.com. That's twoguyscigars.com. Celebrate today with a classic cigar. Sigmund, you got it? Yeah. You understand how it works, okay? So it's going to go to our champion, Barry. Barry, today is the birth date of Peter Jean Hernandez, a.k.a. Bruno Mars. Bruno Mars is a Grammy Award-winning R&B singer whose real name is Peter Jean Hernandez. The second album, uh, Unorthodox Jukebox, hit number one on the Billboard's charts. He co-wrote Flo Rida hit song Right Round. His yeah. songs uh, Just The Way You Are and Grande both became worldwide number one. Grenade, s- I believe. Grenade mm-hmm. became number one singles. So you know who this person is, right? Yep. Okay, so Barry, what year? What yeah, I just had a new record drop yesterday called 24 Carat, but I'm going to say 1978. 78. Mr. J. I'm going to go 1980. 1980. Sigmund. Simon. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I'm not Freud. Uh, 82. 82. For the point, because it's 85 without going over, right? Nice. There we go. 
I thought Swedes only won in ski jumping. We can't let them win. We're actually pretty bad at ski jumping. But Cross country yeah. skiing? <laughs> Cross country, we used to be good. Oh, okay. Yeah. I knew it had to be one of the Nordic downhill, sports. Downhill, that's right. Okay, yeah. now it's going to move It's going to move over to Mr. Jonathan. You and lose t- a point for that, Barry. <laughs> Today is the birthday of Nick Cannon, TV actor, Nickelodeon star of All That, who later hosted the Nick Cannon show. Any idea? Yeah, I know who he is. Wild and <laughs> Out in America's Got Talent. He's a recording artist, self-debut uh, album, Parents Just Don't Understand, featuring the film Jimmy Neutron, Baby Genius. He married actress Mariah Carey, yes. Born today, uh, Nick Cannon. She's a bit of a cradle robber, so I'm going to go uh, 1990. 1990. Sigmund. It's still Simon. Simon. Oh, I'm sorry. Why do I keep <laughs> I doing I keep looking that? for the sea monsters. 88. I'm sorry about that. 88. I'm going to go 91. 91. Yes, I had it written down, Jonathan. He did. Everybody is over. It's 1980. Everybody is over. Wow. 1980. No points there. That's great. And you lose two points because you keep pronouncing Simon's name wrong. So I'm going to say Simon this time, and it's going to be Matt Darman. Matt Matt Damon, I'm sorry. (laughs) Matt Damon. (laughs) Matt Damon, uh, TV actor. You know him uh, from Goodwill Hunting, Oscar co-star, Born, born Identity. Yeah, Born Identity. Buddies with Ben Affleck and yep. Uh, yep. Brady, Tom Brady. Dropped out of Harvard University right down here. Uh, majored in English, but pursued the acting career that made him a fortune. I say these things to give you some time to think. Born today, what year? 71. 71. Okay. 77. 77. 82. 82, and you're all over. 71 was the lowest. It's 70. Uh-huh. Oh, it's all over. There's no points again. So, Barry Stein, Chevy Chase, movie actor, Saturday Night Live comic, who became known for his impressions as President Ford and uh, Weekend Update skits and became popular in the Saturday Night Live for years to come. He also starred in a number of films, including Vacation, Caddyshack, Fletch. You know him. You love him. Chevy Chase, born today what year? 1951. 51. 49. 49. 48. 48. Now, I see you're not catching on to the show because you're all over. Oh, son of a... 43. Oh, shit. Oh, again. <laughs> I'll, I'll let it go. And, and, and. Can I go with Stigman then? No, no Simon. Simon. No, stay with okay. <laughs> all right, I got two more, but we, you're winning one to nothing. But it's a t- terrible, terrible... Uh, Jesse Jackson. Jesse, who, who's this going to? Uh, Jonathan, I think it's me. Jesse Jackson, American civil rights activist, Baptist minister who was a candidate for the Democratic presidential nomination. He served as a U.S. Senate in the District of Columbia. He was also with Martin Luther King when he was assassinated. Jesse Jackson, born today, what year? 1938. 38. Is it me? Yep. Uh, 40. 40. 44. 44. Simon gets the point. Hey. Another point. It is 41. You said 40 without going over. There's two points. Look at this. You're not even Shutting from this country. Out. It's a shutout. Nobody's got any points. There's never a shutout. One last question. This is good. This goes to Simon. Bar- Simon. Simon to Simon. Uh, Paul Hogan. Hmm? You know who he is. From Bundle Movie actor. 
uh, Australian actor who became known for his star in, in title character in Crocodile Dundee, the first Crocodile film, earned him a Golden Globe Award for Best Actor in a Motion Picture and Comedy. He played Porter in the film Flipper and portrayed Shane in the film Floating Away. Paul Hogan, born today, what year? 55. 55. 41. 41. 45. 45, and you're all over. Wow. And we have a shutout. We have a shutout, and Simon is our champion. Wow. This classic day in classic history. This never happens. What was Start the answer? By classic Scott. It was 39. Everybody was over. So this Unbelievable. means that you are the champion the next time you come and visit us. And so we remember that. Remember that. Always quit on top, right? So um, <laughs> that, yeah. I, won't, I won't be back. <laughs> you thought you had the edge because he's not from this country. That's what I thought. <laughs> and he and steals it. And he and nails he steals it. it. Yeah. I didn't know. And uh, we had an Australian in there anyway, but everybody knew who you knew who everybody was. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not, what was his name? Nick Cannon. Nick Cannon. Yeah. yeah. I don't know that. Didn't guy. even know who he no. was. Yeah. So you didn't get a point, but you played. You're not missing. It. I think he does America's Got Talent too, but yes. then you know they over in Europe have their own Got Talent. Per country, yeah, so. not America, right? Of course, you're right. America got talent. What does it feel like losing to a Swede? Yeah, I like it. <laughs> yeah, you like, I it? like it. Yeah, I lose all the time, anyways. Yeah. It's no difference. No difference. <clears throat> he does. He's not very good at this, but uh, anyway. Uh, so next week you won't be here unless you want to stick around for next week for the show. But uh, Barry will uh, still be our champion, right? Uh, Works for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I took your seat, so you can. Uh, that's have what it was. You yeah. can the have the seat. title it's back. The power yeah. of the seat. Yeah. Exactly. So uh, you got some mailbags? What do we got going on here? I do. I've got a great mailbag here. I forwarded you earlier this week. The following message was submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. And Jacob Quarterman writes from Ohio. Gentlemen, when I found out some of my friends from work were going out to our head office in Nashua, I told them they had to go to two guys while they were there. Oh, I saw this. I'm sure they got sick of hearing about it in the days leading up to their trip. But when they got there, sure enough, they followed my advice When they came back, the one thing, let me say that again, the one thing they talked about above everything else was the customer service heaping particular praise on one Mr. Jonathan. I've listened to the Cigar Authority for years and felt like you guys were trying to take care of me by teaching me how to get the most out of the hobby I love, but this time you took care of my friends. If I wasn't a fan for life, I damn sure am now. Here we go. That's, That's nice. two mails he wrote this week. Here we go. <laughs> well, here's the thing, and I'm going to give Jacob a shout-out to let everybody know that this is, in fact, real. He, <laughs> he works on a website called tryingnottosuck.com. Really? Jacob Quarterman. I like his page on Facebook. They've got some interesting stuff on the website. So, uh, so it's the opposite of you. <laughs> <laughs> I will not dignify Maybe. that with a response. So, Simon, do you go to cigar shops around the world? Yeah, yeah, I visited some, yeah. So compare United States cigar shops to worldwide? I mean, uh, is, it a, is it a different atmosphere? Is it more um, people hanging around? Or do, does that happen everywhere? I've never been. Uh, well, I haven't been around the world uh, okay. doing that. But uh, if I compare to Europe, um, and again, as I said before, that Sweden doesn't have that, that big of a culture... Uh, you don't really see people hanging around in the same way there as you do here. Um, and uh, some other countries in Europe, you would because you can smoke inside. Yeah. Um, but you have it, it's a very social social atmosphere. Yeah. Here. So that's the big thing of no smoking inside the store because the guy leaves and where does he go? Yeah, the other guy can yeah, not check with him, right? No, it's a shop, right? Yeah. It becomes a do, you, do you have a particular size that you gravitate toward? Um... 
Well, not too big. You like him on the smaller side. Yeah, not not too small, but uh, you know. Yeah. We are talking about cigars, right? <laughs> <laughs> no rim jobs again. Oh, okay. <laughs> You'd like to stab him with anything? You're welcome to use my pen. I have a knife. You can just take him yeah, out. Yeah. You I have a rusty spoon? Because <laughs> <laughs> it'll. Uh, Don't frighten me with a good time. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. You put some butter on it and then. Butter. Know. He might eat it. Be careful. <laughs> Look at him connecting the whole show together. Wow. As a journalist as he is, he brings it back to the very end. Exactly. So one thing about <laughs> when you when you're writing the story, do you go in? interviewing people kind of with an idea of where you'd like the story arc to go or do you get all your facts and go back and see what ties into what and then write it all from scratch? Uh, well, I do research. It depends on what kind of article I do because uh, some things you can't really research very much. Like when, when I do do these uh, One Day in the Life of, I have no idea what these people uh, do for, you know, outside of work or whatever. So it's more or less you have standard questions and then you go from there and you try to find something that stands out. Uh, I did one in La Flor Dominicana, uh, and uh, the guy's son became a um, uh, professional baseball player. Okay. I can't remember which team, but uh, of course that's a big deal. He's in the sure. Dominican, so it's uh, not that uncommon, but it's still, I mean, it's still right. very uncommon. And um, so, yeah, so you focus on that uh, to, to give it an angle that... Because you, you didn't you know it going in, though, right? You didn't know I, that going no, in. No, no, that one I actually did. Okay. Yeah, they told me. But normally when you find out if they have a hobby or whatever it is that stands out, then you try to focus on that. Because you can always write about the, the, the job, right? Everyone's going to sure. tell you, you roll it like but this, or you pick same, it like this, yeah, or whatever. Same. Yeah, the varieties, but more or less the same. But it's going to be in every article, so it's more interesting. And so you, if you read these 16 episodes that I've done, you will find that part, but it's not going to be the most interesting part because... You've, you've already read it. The way Hopefully. that you write it, it looks like you are staying with them for the, the time period that you're, you're covering on the story. Do you stay in a hotel and then just meet them early to catch them for breakfast? Or how does that play out? Yeah, I do, I do meet, meet them during two days because one day of interviews is just maybe too much. So I, I split it and then I, I'll, I'll be with them at the factory and then I go to their house and then I get up early in the morning when they get up, which is normally like four in the morning. Right to get the routine of, of when they go to work and um, and the same thing going back from work, going home and then, you know, yeah, cooking, well, picking up the kids or whatever it is that they do. So you uh, say you find the thing that stands out. What about us stood out? Yeah. Absolutely nothing. 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 <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the show about nothing. So Yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's going to be very interesting because you did spend two days with us, if, if you want to say that. You, you met with us uh, Yesterday at, at one of the other stores, and we went to dinner after, and then there you were this morning before, uh, two hours before the show even mm -hmm. starts, and see the, you watching how it's set up, and the show it, notes and things, and now you, you, you've seen through it. You know, what is the takeaway going to be from this? It's very interesting. Is there a story here, or does this get shelved? Going so, with uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or, or is there nothing here? Is there a right, story? Ryan, all these Right. Is there a story? It, you know, no, there is definitely a story. It's, like, it's, a, it's a little bit like a day in the life. I haven't been to your houses, but it's a little Come on bit, over. You know, come yeah. on over. Um, but no, it's wake up, take a shower, get dressed, come here, and, and that's it. Uh, and, and some of the prep was done um, a few days before of what we were going to talk about. Mm. Other than that, uh, you, you see that we pretty much wing it. I mean, here, here it is, and there's uh, uh, besides some notes of where we won't bullet points. Where yeah, I wasn't go. even going to be a guest. I just stole, stole Barry's spotlight. That's here, right. right? Yeah. That's right. So now we And did it, it so much better, right? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I carried away. <laughs> yeah, I, won the, I won the game, so. <laughs> <laughs> so 
That's right. <laughs> they wanted to give my job to Heidi. Now that you want my job. Everybody wants a job. Believe me, it doesn't pay well. So it, it, it's, it no, is it does not. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> Where's my paycheck? Really? Yeah. So we'll, we'll wait for the article to come out and decide. Yeah. At that point. <laughs> <laughs> That's how journalism works. Yes. <laughs> so where do, you, where do you go from here? Uh, I'm going to go visit a friend in Boston, and I'm going back to New York. Uh, I'm here for a total of like 12 days, so I'm going to do some stories in, in uh, New York, and then I'm going home on Friday. Okay. Do the stories that you write on this trip, will they all make it in the same magazine, or will they potentially be split up over the next few issues? Um, they're probably going to be split up. Um, Depends on how long they are and stuff like is that. Is this well, the so. for the next issue, or this could be for, you know, That I don't know. No I idea. Know. So you... you Here's the finished article, here's some pictures, here's the article, yeah. and then somebody else on the other side. Yeah, the, the uh, Reinhold and Katja at the, uh, uh, and maybe possibly someone else is, is planning each um, uh, issue from time to time. It has to do with uh, how much space they have, it's ads, and it's like, you need, well, we need one more one-page article, we need one more big ah. article, and so, so on. So uh, are they saying to you... Make a two-page story, make a one-page story. They're telling you yep. in advance of what it is, so yep. you don't give them, here's a four-page story, and, oh, I'm looking for a one-page thing here. Uh, it <laughs> could be that if I think it's worth more, then, then I'll write longer, and then if they want to keep it at one page, or if I write two pages or whatever, they can always, or I can just, you know, Do they edit erase. you? Uh, you give them this, yeah. and, it, and they yeah. take stuff away? Um, yeah, I guess they do. <laughs> well, you know, you wrote it, and is there things missing? And where's I've never noticed that, but no. sort of, especially when you do the long ones, it's uh, it's hard to remember everything you write. Okay, sure. and uh, yeah, so it's uh, yeah. All of a sudden, there'll be no mention of Barry at all. You just leave him out <laughs> because you took a seat, and that's the end of it. <laughs> exactly, he's not even mentioned, yeah. or something like that. Very, very interesting uh, as a journalist, and uh, you you think you have a. Continue this career. You like it. You're going to keep going. Oh yeah, I love being a journalist. It's uh, I get to travel the world. I get to meet people from all walks of life yeah. and and write about people's lives. And it's it's absolutely fantastic. It's fascinating to me. So thank you for joining thank us. Thank you for having and, me. And um, we're, we're going to uh, end the show right now. Next week, don't forget uh, beer and cigars. It's going to be Oktoberfest, and we're going to do that at uh, the Seabrook, Seabrook store, right? Yep. You guys in Seabrook next week. Uh, tune in and light up along with us. Make your way down there if you can. If not, just uh, tune in. Uh, you've been listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. And anytime you happen to be smoking your smoking ass cigar, always remember to keep the lid end out of your mouth. I want to tell you about a fellow named Dave and the fact I have been buying my cigars from him since 1985 when they first opened up. Two Guys Smoke Shop. Now, Two Guys Smoke Shop have three convenient locations right over the Massachusetts border in tax-free New Hampshire. Now, here's something I bet you didn't know. Two Guys Smoke Shop is America's largest cigar shop and has the largest inventory of cigars anywhere. Wait till you see this place. You're not going to believe it, all right? Now, if you like cigars, you can't find a better place to buy them than at Two Guys Smoke Shop. They're in Salem, New Hampshire, Seabrook, New Hampshire, and their new location in tax-free Nashua, New Hampshire. It is worth the ride. You can call 888-2-CIGAR-2. 
That's 888-2-CIGAR-2 or on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. The best place to buy cigars anywhere is Two Guys Smoke Shop. It's Stogie Heaven. With a million choices, it's Stogie Heaven. 